welcome to the one one. I'm BJ Ryan, episode one hundred and ten, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Back in one one studio headquarters, alongside the one and only Perth racing guru Terry Layton. Okay, Terry. Good day, BJ. How are you? Just lovely Thursday. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Feeling uh, feeling good about. The work I did last night on the Miss Andretti Stakes oh, meeting. Feeling good about it. Feeling good, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a bit of clarity. Yeah. Bit of clarity, yeah. Oh, I declare. That's good. Well, considering I, I went, oh, I think I went zero from nine last Thursday, so things can only get oh. better. <laughs> <laughs> last Thursday, as a. Yeah, you just you just wipe those days off when you are uh, learning when they don't go learning too well. days. So what happened last Thursday? What did we? What were we right on? Did I win a can of Coke back off you last week? I think I we had a, we a few. I reckon you. I, I reckon be, I might have won a few. I'd be surprised if you didn't. Yeah? I'd be surprised if you didn't. Yeah, I had a funny old day on um, on last Saturday. I had a little a middle block of races where I just went bang, bang, bang. We both did our. Both did our bus on um, blazing away, and I hated that. I always yeah. hated that bet, but as soon as it missed the kick and then mustered to the one-one, it was gone at the six. And you said you saw it in the yard, and it never looked a happy horse. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very agitated in the yard. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that was we got off to a slow start, but then um, tell you what, hear me sing. That might have been a nice one there. Just rolled forward and kept on uh, doing that platinum bullet, little freshen up. It was back in the game, and um, then Bruce. Got the MTA. That's when you know it's not your day when MTA stands out the back like that and doesn't doesn't want to be a part of the race. So, and I'm pretty as yeah about as reliable as a used condom. Yeah, which is yeah. hard, hard mare to follow. I'm pretty so, but yeah, it went downhill from there. Slippery slope. Learning learning day. I like to call them. Yeah. Speaking day. of learning days, last Friday. Yeah, lots of learning. Lots of learning. <laughs> lots of education. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. It was one one. Podcast race day at Narragin last mm. Friday. We really were, enjoyed the Narragin races. Yeah, actually. <laughs> really enjoyed them. I thought, the, I thought the grow up Brad was a cracker. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to next year's bread bags McChav handicap as well. So. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, the build up stuff. was the build build up was uh, was huge. Really, mm. wasn't it for four horse fields? It was. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it was probably overdone to some degree. You'd suggest, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, a little bit flattening. Um, as, uh, as Scotty so, said, the, the meeting was abandoned, was abandoned. Uh, because of poor race names. Mm. Um, the track, there might have been something to do with the track as well. Sure. But uh, yeah, the fact that we didn't get the news through till about 2 p.m., 20 minutes for the first, and fair enough, we're sitting at um, at a lawn bowls club overlooking the water and having a couple of cold ones. So we're, we probably weren't as affected as the people that had to trek out there with their with their teams and the, mm. the connections and the jockeys and the trainers and, and support staff, etc. So you feel more for them, but yeah. Uh, a little bit disappointing, but are we going to get some names somewhere, Beach? Yes. So I spoke to uh, Narragin Secretary Kathy this morning. We had a good chat about how everything uh, unfolded in the lead up to last Friday and what's happened um, at the club since heading towards their Narragin Cup Day, which is Sunday the 6th of February. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a race name or two on Narragin Cup Day, which would be good. Um, consolation. Prize, I suppose. Uh, but um, to be fair, like we were, we were enjoying the Perth Racing Gurus uh, New Year festivities at the Mosman Park Bowls Club last Friday. When the news came through, I thought the boys were having a bit of a lend at first. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. <laughs> I actually and, thought it was complete. Uh, and then when it happened, it was yeah, it was definitely uh, yeah. flattening. Uh, however, um, I guess my thoughts go out to just the the people at the club, the hardworking volunteers who put in a lot of time and effort to try to get these these race days off the ground and um 
yeah, it's disappointing for for them. A lot of a lot of yeah, it's just they're big events for for towns like Narragin and for them to lose a meeting like that is um, disappointing. I heard Harold Taylor, the steward, on the radio talking to Marty Young. I thought that was a good interview on Monday. And whereas it's easy to sit back and you know throw stones and uh, be be negative, I think. I think if we get stuck in in the problem, we're not going to get anywhere. So if we got to, we got to get stuck in this, we got to move into the solution, Terry. Mm. So how what what can the industry learn from from these types of things? Like you can't have these meetings getting getting called off through a um you know a breakdown in communication between club and stewards. And I think Rawa needs to remember that at the end of the day, it's a cust- the, the, their business is customer service. So putting the blame on Narogen for for whatever reason, for not for not advising them that there were bear patches early enough, I just think when you've got venues like Narogen, Mount Barker, even all, all venues, part of the weekly procedure checklist should be: let's contact the club, get some photos of any of the troubled areas. We can have a look at them in advance, and we can get on top of them so that uh, we're aware in advance of what the issues are, and if there's a if there's a chance that the meeting is going to be in doubt, that we can make we can make changes and adjustments and people can be ready and aware leading into these particular race days. You, it, it just can't happen that these meetings get called off um, on the day when people are already on course. It's just, it's it's not good enough across the board. Jockeys were there, trainers were there. Uh, I just, I, and the, the stories that don't get untold, Terry is like- Told. My uncle, he is a part owner of a horse called Penny's Afield. I think she's a four-year-old. So, Brad, Brad McManus is in that mm. horse as well. Uh, they have been waiting. Four They've been years. paying up for this horse for so long. I've been so patiently waiting for this horse to race. Penny's Afield. It was in that Narragin on Friday. So there was a whole team of them, eight or ten of them, who were driving to Narragin. I think they're all booked accommodation in the town. Oh. They were going to have a. They're going to make a weekend of it in the region. And they got to the Williams Roadhouse having some lunch and they found out that the, the meeting was in doubt, rushed to Narragin just to get a, uh, a look at their horse. And I, I think the horse had already left by the time they got there. So these are first time, a lot of them are first time owners. These are people that are, that yeah, they've been on the periphery of the industry, but they they love the game. They want to be involved. They're paying up. It's It just leaves a sour taste in everyone's mouths. And sure, these things happen, mistakes happen, rah, rah, rah. But I think in 2022, we just have to be better than this, Terry, like from an industry point of view. Get it, stewards department, Rawa, get on the front foot, uh, take ownership away uh, of these, of the, well, of the tracks in terms of uh, the communication with the clubs, make sure those lines of communications are open, make sure that they're aware in advance if there's any issues. Let's get on the front foot rather than simply sitting back and waiting for um, the club to contact you and and so forth. I think it's it's Rawa's responsibility to be contacting the club in advance, especially in 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 um, venues such as Mount Barker, Narragin that have had trouble in the past, but are also run by you know volunteers or part-time casuals so you we need to be supporting them as much as we can rather than just waiting for the day and when things go wrong just throwing them under the bus that's my take terry i don't have a take so <laughs> you can have all the takes for both of us yeah i think there's just a lack of resources so it's just a matter of what they can do it just should be done earlier that's all yeah that's my only that's just should be done earlier that's all the decisions and all that, that type of stuff should be done earlier. Just, it's a lot of volunteers and there's limited funding at the country track so it's 
it's hard on both ends. I yeah, I don't know. The 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 onus has to fall on the the, the track themselves and 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 whatnot. But then there has to be a level of what they decide is okay to run and not okay to run, and and that should just and be some a consistent blanket consistency. Line. Yeah, consistency yeah. should be a blanket line. So. Look, either way, we didn't get to see the the time-honoured first running of the Brad. Well, it's not really time-honoured yet, but it will be in time, mm. um, which is extremely flattening. But, yeah, I just said if they had a bit more notice, because um, I think Narogen were under the impression their track was still good to go, mm. um, but they could have ran them elsewhere, you know. We might have seen it. We might have seen the Brad at Belmont. Might have seen the Chav at Pinch. Might have been a um, mastermind quiz question in years to come. Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. Where was the inaugural running of uh, the Brad? Could have been, yeah. Anyway, besides that, it was a, it was a good day out. It was a good day out. Uh, but before we start on that, this this narrative thing gets me leading into something else that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. WA Racing wish list for 2022. Yep. Going to put it to the listeners for feedback on Twitter, uh, direct messages, or even just on our on our feed. What do you? What would you like to see improvements, enhance enhancements, initiatives uh, for WA Racing in 2022? And Terry, I, and perhaps someone like Lockie Taylor next week maybe can come on and uh, give our top five 2022 wish lists and uh, get the conversation going on uh, WA Racing. How uh, we can do things better, how we can improve, and how we can make a positive continue to make a positive contribution to the game. I got one early. Mm-hmm. I want Bob Bard from all black tight races for 12 months. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that caught you off guard. Isn't that what the AFL did to uh, the Sydney Swans after, yeah. they, after they got- The cola. They got uh, Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. All right. That's what- well, this is I, I don't really mean that. All, all I, there's no bad ideas. It's all going well, on that's the table. Bad, that's a bad idea. That one's a bad idea. That one's a bad idea. But yeah, no, it's, I like it. I like it. We'll have a round table at a round table. Yeah. This is a round table. Yeah. So listeners, get you, hit up, hit us up. Send you send through your W Racing wish list for 2022. And I reckon a lot on. of people will be saying, bring back the cutaway. That'll be the thing. <laughs> they want more cutaways. <laughs> Three maidens on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I reckon and they probably want to start charging for entry at Belmont Park yep. as well. Yep. So. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tin shed. Once they get electricity, they can't do that until then. It's a cash only though. Yeah. And see, what what you about have to bring fifteen dollars? What cash. about the uh, the trench? Long live the bring trench. Back. As well. Yep. yep. Dig it a little bit lower. Yep. <laughs> Dig it a little bit lower. Make horses jump it. Maybe put a hurdle there. Uh, yeah. So that's that's on the cards for not to sprung that on you, Terry, but that's on the cards for uh, next week's that we episode one hundred and eleven of the one one. So your two thousand twenty two W Racing wish list. But let's get back to last Friday. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, Mos- sun was definitely out. Thirty eight Mo- degrees. Mosman Park Bowls Club. Not too many better views in uh, in uh, Perth, no. Western Australia. That is for sure. And so it was a great day. And thanks for uh, putting it all together. No, it was a, it was a cracking day. And uh, thanks everyone for coming. It was a uh, the annual tradition last year. There was about ten of us. This year there was twenty five. I think maybe twenty five was there. Um, next year we'll have to get get it up to fifty and continue increasing it. But uh, no, it's good. I don't really have the opportunity to uh, to have a Christmas party as such or doing what I do and and uh, have a sort of an opportunity to get everyone together, maybe that's not at the racetrack um, just once a year. So definitely going to make it an annual tradition. Hopefully we uh, build some new friendships and connections within the game. And as I said, next year's party can be bigger and better, provided I can find a couple of winners. This year. <laughs> but uh, no, cracking day. Um, I think most people just want to know who the who got the votes. Mm, oh, but what about the, uh, first of all, the, the bowls? Well, the bowls champion, yeah, the, the winner of the- Because that was- uh, that was uh, had a bit of Perth stewards about it too. The bowls, 
the bowls tournament. You know a that, don't you? Little, yeah, a little, a little bit. The it winners was, in the end were clear. It I was think. tinged in Perth stewardness. It was. The winners at the end of the day were clear, and the winner of the WA Best Bowler Award yeah. um, were plate, <laughs> plate, the plate. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, there were plates. Um, were uh, were D Hollingworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deke Cripps. Uh, it was a random draw of names, and when they came together, they were immediately installed as mm. uh, rel- relatively short price favourites. Uh, I got Riley Dot Morgan, and we drew Butchie, not Butchie, we drew uh, Toddy Harvey and um, Tommy Atkinson. Yeah, right, Tommy. Tommy? Yeah. yeah, and we redrew them. We thought, oh, this is a walkover yeah. early doors, and uh, our game went for about an hour, and they uh, they nabbed us late, and you drew Lath. Did you get through your first round? Lath yeah, and Anderson? Yeah, we won our first you round. You got through your first round. Yeah. But, uh, we yeah. lost to Deccan Shembury and Jay Rooney yeah, okay. quite comprehensively in the finish. We started early, well uh, and then, uh, ran yeah, we ran out of steam. A bit Mervyn-esque. I- I'm surprised Deccan and Jay didn't win that whole thing, actually. Mm. They were, Deccan was especially was very impressive. Um, fair but, I think there's a fair, fair, some fair competitive juices flowing in the winners' team, I reckon. But they, they, they lost. So they won via the repertoire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had Greeny. Uh, he's one of my mates. He's a, a bit of a sports guru, and he, uh, yeah, he came up because we had eleven teams. Yeah. So he came up with a bit of a. So they were the lucky losers. Schedule well, yes, yeah. and one of the rounds because we needed even teams for the next round involved a lucky loser. Yeah. And uh, they were the lucky losers. So. They yeah. were lucky losers, and they they lost to Brian Kay and Breadbags, and Breadbags oh. and Brian were, weren't. Uh, Weren't too happy when uh, Crips and Hollingworth got to won. go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't through. imagine bread bags wouldn't have been. Yeah, the old bags of bread. Yeah, tough day for bread bags. Has his first race name, you know. Finally, singing years, I waited for the bread bags to be handicap. Bank called off, knocks out. You know, a couple of his very good mates, pretty competitive with those blokes too. Mm. Um, they call him Brick Hands on the stumps. <laughs> he knocks them out, and then he sees them line up in the next round. Yeah, tough. Jeez, tough, tough afternoon for him. Yeah, it was a tough. T- it was sort of a bit of a, but it was a great day, and uh, we enjoy, especially for like, I work at I work at home. We don't, as you said, we don't really get a chance to to do much of that sort of stuff. So it was uh, it was good, much appreciated. It certainly was, and we uh, yeah we got there at midday, and um, the bowls club shut at ten. I thought we'd move on by about six, and um, yeah, there's a bunch of us around the t- ten of a fifteen us around the table still at ten o'clock at night. So uh, yeah, we. Um, Good joint. The, the staff, uh, yeah, that was a great Good joint. Yeah, yeah. The staff well and truly earned their uh, their paycheck that day. So, uh, and the ma- the masks came off at six pm as well. The timing was yeah. uh, was really good. Yeah, so. yeah, the mask came off, and yeah, yeah, it was a bit uh, a bit sloppy by that stage of proceedings. But uh, the votes, I think that's the key. Oh, the votes. The votes. You know, look, I'm denied a little bit. I think one vote. Um, I, I thought. I thought Brittany played a really good, ran a really good race throughout. Luke Fernie usually would have got the one vote, but he just missed the start so badly, you know. I mean, he, he obviously was slow out the gates, was a late arrival, flooded late, but he only ran fourth. And <laughs> I think the Luke Fernie each way punters will be disappointed because he always runs a big race. But um, Brittany, one vote, just just happy with how she ran her race all day, you know, consistent. Um, loomed as the winner a little bit, but... We'll get to three votes in a second. Nobody mm. was getting nobody was getting past the winner. Uh, two votes. T, T T Johnston. I thought Tommy Johnston was just 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 what I wanted from Tommy for the day. And I really stood up when when the races were called off. He had his man over east, yeah. so he started dishing out some tips at Canterbury and more. Where I don't know. I think he didn't, he didn't have a winner at Warrnambool or something. Mate, like that. Every he gave us three or four in a row, and every single one was winning. They're all getting smashed. I think everyone was on their phone jumping on Betfair and having a go late, um, but he just could not tip us a loser. So bit of, lead- um, bit of leadership qualities from Tommy was, Johnson. Yeah, I don't know who's getting the mail from one mm. of his mates over east or something, but uh, no, it was it was pretty good stuff. But three votes. 
three boats. He looked, got on the turn at about seven, eight o'clock, rebounded and just kept coming to the line. It was northerly-esque. And he's a consistent big game player. It was just M. Heaton. Once again, Michael Heaton. You mm. can take Kalgoorlie. You can take him out of Kalgoorlie, but you can't take Kalgoorlie out of Michael Heaton. Mm. So an easy three votes. One by panels. He'll yeah, put the medal around his neck now. Right. Yeah. Comfortable, M. Heaton. Good races run by all, though. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people were stiff not to uh, to run into the money there. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great day. Already looking forward to next year. Got plans already. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. The, um, but we never slow down here in WA Racing, no. Jerry. It was, Perth, it was Carnival, then it was Perth Cup Day, then it was the 1-1 day, then it was the Guru Party Day, and now we move on to the start of Own the Dream WA, the uh, Rawas Ownership Initiative Competition launch party this Sunday and the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast. We have our own team. Mentioned this on last week's edition. Uh, Terry Layton, myself, my father, Tom Atkinson, Jason Fernio, Eddie Murphy, and my missing anyone. I think that's everyone. So uh, that's the six of us, and we've got our Own the Dream launch party this Sunday uh, on the raft at Elizabeth Key. So uh, looking forward to getting along there uh, between 2 and 6 p.m. this Sunday and reporting back on next week's edition uh, what went down on the launch party? I know you are unavailable to make it uh, for the should first. Make the rest. You should, should, make the rest. should make the rest for yep. the first um, event. But Own the Dream kicks off. I think there's going to be 200 plus people there, all enthusiastic WA racing folk. So looking forward to getting along and reporting back to our listeners about the event and hopefully uh, helping it grow in the future. Sounds a cracker. All right, let's get moving on this po- yep. in this preview, Terence. Okay, listeners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview our Miss Andretti Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 110 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is exactly 12 noon on Thursday, the 13th of January. Pinjarra today, 11 races, brutal. Esperance tomorrow, Ascot on Saturday, and it's Batavia Sprint Day, Crayfish Mm. Coast, Geraldton this Sunday. Yeah, it's attracted a good little field, the Batavia Sprint. I'm uh, getting it stuck into my Geraldton form uh, tomorrow, which I'm very much uh, looking forward to. Make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. Unfortunately, there was no Narogen. Oh, yeah. Get Out Stakes winner, but maybe in time we'll get it again. Um, Maybe Narogen Cup Day. Yeah, maybe. One one Dota Racing podcast, get out stakes. Surely we can just get the cup named after us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, mate. Uh, and stay tuned also for the uh, the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind. Who we got? Who we got? Competition. We got, uh, obviously, BJ Taylor knocked off L. What's Lockie's middle initial? I don't middle know. Initial. I only know that, the the BJ, because of the um, in the race book. Uh, L, LK? No, that's Luke Verney. No, it's not coming to me. Uh, LT. Maybe LT? LT, we're yeah, rolling. I'm, tw- I'm one in <laughs> 26. Uh, letters of the alphabet. Yeah. Is it I've had to think of that for years. <laughs> 26. That's a nightmare. Uh, oh, dearie me. Um, versus uh, Toby Dunn. I reckon that's uh, yeah, a, a, a 26. serious 26. 26. Very good. A serious challenge. Toby is a uh, an absolute genius when it comes to WA racing trivia. So, so just got to work cut yeah, out. Just Two a bit big of ba- guns. Just a bit of background. Brittany knocked off Lockie, who yes. was shooting for five last week. So she is the champ. Toby Dunn has been on the mask one before, but he ran into a white hot Jay Rooney at that time. So Toby Dunn, young gun versus the established Brittany Taylor. It's going to be a good contest. Mm. Two of All the right. best. All right. 
Miss Andretti Stakes Day, Saturday the 15th of January. Terry, what do we got? Rail, track and rail. Fair. Last week. Um, 11, my, 11 metres, eh? Yeah, pushing out. This will be as far as it goes on a Saturday, I would have thought. Yep. Um, she doesn't go past nine, I don't think, does it? Usually they just go pretty, through three, five, seven, nine, back pr- to true. Pretty rare, yeah. Mm. Um, that's it. It is quite interesting, especially because they're not really racing midweek either. So I thought they'd have plenty of nice yeah. track to work with there. That's a good point. Mm. Maybe there could be something a bit off. Didn't think about that. But last week, um, I think most are under the impression we're going to see a nice off-pace day with the um, rail at nine and the southwesterly in play. And, geez, if anything, you probably suited those closer to on the speed. Um, I think I was, I was kicking myself a little bit because I, I hadn't had a bet in that Pro Consent, the Spruker race. And um, when the money came for Pro Consent, obviously – Price punters, I put that in the bin. The Spruker was never really on my radar too much. I wanted $4 plus if I was going to back it. So, um, yeah, it came down to Laurentinio or Luke's Gold each way. And unfortunately, I went for... Zagged, didn't you? I went for Luke's Gold each mm. way. And they went forward on, which I didn't think was the right move. And ran fourth. But uh, retrospect's a powerful tool on a day where they were very hard to beat from the front. And Laurentinio had a great map. Uh, had everything in its favour. It's um, yeah. I thought the second horse was good. Um, pe- peeled ground off late, but yeah. Chris I, thought, Parnham, well, I thought Pro Consent was probably the run of the race still. With yeah, the, with the ride, Pihey got that wrong. I think. Um, yeah, just, they tried. Well, that that tells you a story about how he saw the pattern of the day that he felt a necessity to try and get to Pro be Consent closer yeah. to him. So. Yeah, I think the yeah. fly on the ointment was Heath Parker landing sort of forward. Was just oh, okay. Well, we didn't sort of. That wasn't, that wasn't the horse you wanted to take in no, the race, was no. it? So. And yeah, but. Um, but Chris Parnham out in front on Laurentinio and Bruce Almighty, just uh, two Jeez, I felt good. classic front-running rides. I felt good on Bruce when yeah. um, MTA's out of the back, I'm pretty was gone on the bend and the horse that was going to come and challenge me was Friar-esque. I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Home. Started updating the spreadsheet at the 250. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little W in that column. So, yeah. So, basically, we um, as we always say, just adjust on the fly as, uh, as we get more data as the race results come through and yeah, in I regards mean, to pattern because, yeah, we've half given up here, I think, haven't we? No, that's the best. I reckon that's the best part. Yeah. Just speed maps and if it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out. If none of the prices are there now, just hold five for Betfair on the day. And, and this is a meeting where I've barely had a pre-post bet. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I say it's probably a quiet betting meeting next thing you know. I'm launching into seven with max stakes in the day so anyway 11 meters 12 43 start the magic millions plate race late, one late finish it's in, mm. it's in finish. what is it what is time like 625 sure. yeah 625 the, the, yeah, the get out yeah. it's gonna get a little bit of cinemas on saturday night with young nicola as well I have to what are we push going? it back don't know i haven't even looked to be honest with you don't even know it's on just thought i haven't been in the movies for about a year yeah, oh, good go see a flick uh, 11 metres, 12.43 start. Locking yourself in the dungeon. Just going to get stuck into this meeting. But um, race one, the Magic Millions plate. Oh, I haven't done too much deep diving of the two-year-olds. I know you love deep diving the two-year-olds. Um, that didn't sound good. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I did note is that you have eight first starters, BJ, and it's over 1,200 metres, which yeah. is key. 1,000-metre first starters is a bit of a different story. It's a jump and run event and off they go, but it's over the 1,200 metres. Um, might suit something with race experience or perhaps something which can uh, settle in running and run our strong 1,200. Yeah. It's it's interesting. When it comes to the babies, the 1,000 the to 12 can be everything. Sometimes even the 1,000 to the 11 can be really, really significant with these, with these juveniles. Due to the fact that it was, it is a twelve hundred meter race, and the horses got the, I guess the runs on the board to an extent. Just have to go again with Lucky Sue, second on debut, um, probably should have won, and then 
there's a bit of a controversy. Last Saturday, protested against the stablemate Sonny Honey unsuccessfully. Tash Faithful on Lucky Sue on that occasion. Paul Harvey on Sonny Honey. The two David Harrison horses went to, went to the line locked together. He actually had the first four across the line, did Harrow. Very, uh, that was quite an achievement. Mm. First of all, before we get onto Lucky Sue, what did you make of the protest? Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I probably should have been upheld. I think. You reckon? Yeah. Probably should have been upheld. I think. I think Harvey probably has a obligation to stop riding and straighten that up. I think. I know that. Who was the winner? Sunny Honey Sunny. came from behind. Interesting. I think the thing that interests me more than that was Harvey's usually on Harrison's best. Nick wins a twenty odd to one. I don't think it was his best. No. But no. I don't know. I found that interesting. Um. Weights probably came into it too. Obviously. Lucky Sue would have won the race if he didn't do that. So it's simple things, but I mean, then there's probably a few more that get upheld as well. I don't know. They they pick and choose funny things like the stewards at the moment pick and choosing which rides to question. Yeah, have a look. They've and I'm a, you know I hate when they sit up on the line, but Keshaw sat up on one down the straight. This is a poor story unless I get the horse right. Maybe imprudent. I can't remember. And they questioned him about sitting up on the line. And watch, he barely sat up on the line. That was, it wasn't any, I don't think there was much in it. And then, or they questioned like why you did this. Or they questioned Clint Johnston Porter on his ride on Night Voyage, not last start, the start before. Watch the ride. And I, I thought he wrote it perfectly. Like wrote it fine. It just mm. didn't pan out for it. They just, they find really weird times. And then there's other, you go, that was a horrible ride. That was a really thoroughly poor, uh, poorly thought out ride. They don't question. I just it seems to be like who's working on the day and they question certain things or always always have a look at the like the signature signi- signi- thing like it's a genuine thing it's yeah. just I, I think it's completely shambolic the there's there's no I, I don't know just to me there's just no one with any there's just no common sense in the decisions they make and there's no anyway Do you know I noticed it before we, before we before we move on to this race I noticed something in the stewards report the other day mm-hmm. I've never don't remember ever seeing this before Horse called Sam Barza. Brett Pope? Yep. Galloping action. Yeah. As the near fore and near hind action of Sam Barza has once again come under notice, the stewards are interviewing trainer Brett Pope and jockey Troy Turner. will refer the matter to the Rawa Veterinary Department pending any further determination. So, like, are they questioning the, the gait of yeah. a horse? I don't know. <laughs> that seems a stretch. I, I do know. That, do seem, know. that, that seems a stretch. Yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe, I mean, I, I, is it I a don't safe? know enough about it. Maybe it's, they think it could be a safety issue for the horse. If he continues to run in that, with that gait, he could injure himself. That, that could be a thought process maybe. But anyway. I, would have, I would have thought that's the trainer's responsibility. But anyway, um, that's yeah, I've, I've found a few little interesting tidbits in the stewards' report. Like, that was one that caught my eye, questioning the gait of a uh, particular horse. But yeah. Um, Anyway, lucky they don't question the gates of some footballers, past and present, mm. guru. So um, there's a few that might not have uh, passed the, the Rawa veterinary test by the sounds of things. Um, all right, lucky. So I think the booking of Joe as a party is just what this filly needs. I thought Tash Faithful made a momentary, momentary error last Saturday. I thought she should have been right on the heels of Chow Luna in the three wide line. When she wasn't there, it just allowed Sunny Honey just to get on top of her on straightening. She really needed to be off and gone and um, have a bit of a have a bit of a length, length and a half with momentum up over Sunny Honey. So she sort of just stayed in the two wide line for about 50 to 100 metres too long, in my opinion, and Lucky Sue was just getting going again on the line. I like the fact that Lucky Sue lifted when challenged and went to the line probably as well as better than the winner. And I think Joey Azapati gets this 
there to relax, stoke her up and work into the race with momentum. Just the strength that she's shown at her 2,000 meter run so far suggests that the 1,200 is going to be right up early. Yep. Nah, I like what you're saying there. I haven't deep dived all the other trials, so I can't comment too deeply. But uh, the seven-day backup for a trainer who would treat his horses with the utmost care and respect suggests uh, she's pulled up well. The 1,200, she's got race experience. Everything just points to it. Uh, but with that many first starters, there's always risk taking three bucks about her. Absolutely. Yeah. You just don't know how good the other ones so are. So the, the pick of the first starters, there's the Simon A. Uh, Miller El Patron has drawn well and will race on speed and will get its chance from there. Its trials haven't been... Uh, jaw dropping to any extent, but map and uh, stable and trials have been good enough to make him a uh, top three chance. If you do want to watch a replay, Terry, have a look at the replay of a horse called Mojo's Luck. Luke, LK can't lose a two-year-old race at the moment. Luke Fernie uh, went around the back straight trials at Larkhill on Monday and it just had no luck at all. I've never seen an, uh, a horse run into so much bother. In a, uh, in a trial, barrier trial, did Mojo's luck. So interesting runner, Chris Parnham takes them out. And uh, I thought the great Hoyer looks pretty fast from the uh, Paul Jordan yard, they likely leader, why, however. Why have they not held that off for a 1,000 metre? That was just what I was about to say. Especially coming off a 400 metre trial. Would have loved to have seen uh, the great Hoyer in a 1,000 metre race. And thanks to whoever did the uh, mobile phone recording of the great Hoyer's trial and put it up on Chris for us all to watch. That was good. And uh, Upper Limits is a very interesting runner from the Jeremy East Hope Stable. Very cheap, yielding $10,000, but this is an Exosphere two-year-old. This looks like it's got a bit of quality about it. Pike keeps the ride on debut, having uh, partnered it at trials. Like the way that it's finished off, and um, I can see Upper Limits. Uh, if it drew a gate, I might have even had Upper Limits on top. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it looks a nice horse. So. Okay. But, yeah, everything points to a lucky Sue victory. Uh, Price-wise, I'm thinking I might even um, have something on Upper Limits as well. Okay. Race two. Race two, it's uh, it feels like a take two. This race, and we see this exact same race a fortnight ago. Yeah, the Amelia Park played over the 1200 meters. He's a sizzler, beads, and bopping blue ran one, two, three, as we thought they would do. Uh, cold, unfortunately, cold chisel ran fifth, too. Yeah, so, we yeah. didn't have bopping blue as the horse finishing uh, first. Mm -hmm. Uh, the key from the key change from that race, you've got to say, is the rise to 1200 meters. Um, Look, on, on the surface, the horse most suited by the rise to 1,200 metres is clearly going to be Heiser Sizzler. It was 1,100 down to the 1,000 uh, in that three-year-old plate, and that's probably the reason it was the drifter and Beach was the big firmer. Uh, Heiser Sizzler would have won the race. I think you're fine with, with normal luck halfway down the straight when um, Chrissy Parnham just got chopped out uh, behind Bopping Blue. Behind Bopping Blue, behind yeah. Bopping Blue, he, yeah. Thought, he thought Bopping Blue was going to roll back to the fence, yeah. and the moment he went to go outside heels, the run on the inside presented, and he sort of got caught in two minds. Yeah, yep. exactly right. So he's a sizzler. I suspect last start we saw the money come for beads, and he's a sizzler wobble. I think this time the money might come for he's a sizzler at the 1,200 metres, and uh, beads might wobble. But, look, I I struggled to split the pair, and the market's struggling to split the pair, and I'm I'm basically bang on with this market, so there's no, no bet for me at the moment. What were you? Uh, three bucks a pair, uh, purely on the map. Like bopping blue leads, beads gets its back. Beads, that's just just the map and a half. Like literally, it peels off. By, and who's in the breeze? Maybe Vogue's choice goes forward. I had Vogue's choice going forward. Yeah. So Vogue's choice goes forward. I, I'm relative. I like Vogue's choice as a horse. But yeah. I'm relatively confident bopping blue will shake off Vogue's choice. There's a big gap. Beads is off and going. Who takes he's a sizzler into the race? It could be on the back of Factory Made or something, and that it could just simply be. Like I, I went into this thing. Geez, I'm going to find he's a sizzler probably find it pretty short but from a speed map point of view beads is your winner 
from a horse. I want to back, I think, more so at 1,200. He's a Sizzler's your winner. So it just comes down to luck in running. And in that for that reason, I, I couldn't really split the pair. And um, yeah, I'll, I was I'll, $3 each or two as well. Yes, I'll, I'll happily just back whichever one uh, drifts. Brad, Brad went up 350 he's a sizzler, which got me for a little bit, but um, but I think current markets, what are we talking? 290, 290, I think, or yeah. 280, 280. So <clears throat> I'm hoping, last week we saw beads into 205 and then he's a sizzler jump 550. If it's, I'm literally happy to back either. It'll be, it'll be a matter of high threes for either I'm on. If they if there's money for something like Tricks of the Trade or, or Bopping Blue, then back and save at the short prices, but I don't think we're ever gonna get to um, back and save territory. What are we doing with tricks of the trade first up? Taking nice, it on. Nice horse. Poor trial. Yeah. Just taking it on. Very simple. Always happy taking horses on. Didn't like the trial at all. Taking it on. Um, no, I think if Saints going to beat those two, it's bopping blue. Twelve hundred yeah. is definitely a query, but who knows? Adam Durant, you, you trust Actually, him what he does, but cold chisel and the rest of them, the only one that can win is Vogue's choice besides that because it's got a bit of an unknown factor about it. Yeah. But I can't see how Vogue's choice wins from seven. But cold chisel can't win. The fat pike's on, that's a really good – for the for us punters, that's a really good thing because it takes up market percentage mm -hmm. for a horse that I don't think can win. Tricks of the trade as its trial wasn't good enough for me. It might even end up in the breeze. It's not impossible if folks' choice goes back. Um, yep, the market's got this bang on. So let's hope that they get a bit excited on Betfair and take one or the other a bit hard and we can go the other way. That's my thought process. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a plan, Terry. Oh, from a tipping point of view, I've got he's a sizzler. Thought the rise to 1,200 again. Suits, as uh, just to uh, reiterate what Terry had to say in his analysis, Beads is going to get the run of the race. Bopping Blue... I like the way that it settled better for CJP last start, but it will need to conserve as much if it's going to be strong at the end of 1,200. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a sitting duck for Beaters to peel. And I think Easy Sizzlers is going to be a sitting duck for both of them, especially at the end of 1,200. Uh, Chris Parnham, not many better at uh, sort of conserving and launching and timing their winning run as well as Chris and uh yeah but uh Terry makes a very valid point about the about the market movements in this race as well just could be with Hazel Sizzler it just could be so ugly if you because you've got you're basically drawing the widest gate because the two outside we've got going forward so you're yep. basically drawing the widest if you're on the back of a horse that's stopping and not taking you into the race I, I have no doubt Hazel Sizzler runs the quickest last two by two lengths two and a half lengths just it might be three lengths behind them that's the thing so it's just a yeah, it's just sticky in that. So it's like all day, there's a lot of horses I really want to be on, but they just- They're just not in the spot that you want them to be. not in the spot yeah. I want them to be at. Yeah. And the market isn't allowing for that. Like yeah. the market isn't completely going that way. So um, look, I, my, I'm hoping the beads money comes again because yeah. I want to be on He's a Sizzler. So if I was pushed to one or the other, it'd be that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a race. I'll let the market tell me who I'm backing. Yeah. Last point on this race. I just find it interesting how these 70,000 plus West Speed races are so- don't attract fields. Mm. I'm just, I'd love to talk to trainers about why they avoid these races. Is it a ratings thing? Because the money's those. there. Is it a ratings thing? Is it because they don't think they can beat the top three in the market? But really, these should be these should be the, the standout yeah. races of the day. Mm -hmm. These open three-year-olds worth 70000 But for some reason, is it because it's not a handicap? I'm not sure, but it's something to consider moving forward for Rawa. It's like, why are we – these are these have got some quality in the race, but there's no – there's not enough numbers in them to be really strong betting mediums for us moving forward. Like we need, we need one, two, three, pay one, two, threes across the board. These are consistently small fields, these three odd races. So I maybe it's a set weights and penalties things. Perhaps if it was a handicap, they'd attract more nominations, yep. but we'll see. All right, race three, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum handicap over the 1200 meters. Tell you what, you might see a 
bit of a champion in one of these in the coming weeks. Halatorian. <laughs> the lads are up and about. You have a good run. Having a good run, yeah. That that one, it's a nice one, that one, because we made the decision, uh, albeit after a couple of froggies, to, um, that we thought would be a good purchase. Probably overpaid, and that was my fault. Let's be honest. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Tried to be a bit of a hero and, um, yeah, run a few places. I thought, oh, geez, we've bought a little perennial place getter here and this yeah. isn't going to be much good. And, um, no, really impressed by Halatorian's last win. Other one, Sun, obviously made it look better. And then um, to beat Captain Charmaine, who I think is a pretty nice little horse, having its back. Um, three back the fence sort of gives us another sort of attribute about the horse we didn't think existed. So very looks, excited. Looks we're, like and we're a platinum. We're a West Speed horse. So we can go to these races. Is he four? Yep. Oh, good. So we can go to these races. We're in, um, yeah, so we're in the, in the perfect spot in that sense. Roy is of the opinion the class twos in Albany are very weak at the moment. So we might go around again with 61 and a half, but very much looking forward to what the future holds with Halatorian. Just so waiting for the day. I kind of, I want so to you've had that. a material witness, Halatorian. What was the other one you had? Halatorian times two. Oh. Are you still yeah. in Fair Justice? Well, I guess so. Yeah, we, we've leased it out. Oh, you've leased it out. Yeah, that's right. we've leased yeah. Fair it's Justice. It's gone good out, in so. Yeah, there's, and there's a few others coming through. At least. So, so just, oh, that's right. Thinking game, still thinking game, game round third. Thinking game round third or yeah. four bucks a hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably got to do a bit more to get its money back that one. But uh, no, nah, the team's starting to tick along. A few on the Fernie yard as well. Anyway, tap touch, West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1,200 metres. BJ, Gee, there's no there's no halatorians in this one. There's though. no halatorians <laughs> in this. This this race did not get me overly excited. I, I, can we I, skip it or what? I'd like, I'm very happy to skip it. Yeah. I mean, the only horse you can really make a you can get excited about backing here when you look at everything is kick a goal sun, and it will be the most popularly most popular the most popular selection. Um, and it'll it'll start short. I think it's already into two fifty or so. Is it? Uh, what are we talking? Rock bottom two sixty. You can get two eighty. Yeah, so we're talking two sixty two eighty. It's a horse that obviously it's got the well probably got the most upside of these. Keep your feet. Might query that, but um, I just always just the fourteen hundred down to twelve hundred for a horse that at the moment looks to want the fourteen hundred, you know, even the sixteen hundred the way it's yeah. racing. So I think Jason Miller's just seen the thirty thousand dollar race, the West Speed one, race, the West yeah. Speed race, and said, "Let's have a go," and that's fair enough too. So, um, yeah, look, you can make. What price would it be if it was fourteen hundred? This race, do you reckon? Terry? I would have had it dollar eighty. Yeah, I reckon it was a good win last start, wasn't it? It was a good win. I, I like. Even at start before was good behind Cold Chisel. I was on it at start before at 20 to 1. But the thing that I liked the other day was just the way that it sat off him and just sort of went crunch, was really strong. Speedbird came out of that race and won at Belmont yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kick a goal, son. Yeah, I'm, I can see why the market has yeah. has uh, rolled in this Direction, your second, especially especially your when favourite's a horse that yeah. query forgets eleven hundred, let alone twelve. But um, I think they're going to try and ride expressed on colder. Do you reckon it hands it up on purpose for first up rather yeah. than just running along? Yeah. So it's interesting how that goes because it, it it might be if they can get it to settle over twelve hundred, it might be able to bit older now to pop out to the twelve hundred. And but I mean, then your next favourite's a horse like Fiery Water, who was a dispersal horse, so I think didn't get a bid. Um, so Pikey's on, which means you're going to be well in the market. It'll lead probably. But yeah. Deary, mate. Keep your feet. Can't draw a barrier to save its life. It's going to be out the back. It'll run a nice last split, but it's coming off a poor campaign. Why not? It can win the race going to the breeze, but it's got 60 and a half. It's just a race you can't get enthused about. Like requisitions, 12, 13 to 1. He doesn't get 1,200. It's drawn the widest gate. Loses CJP. It'll jump 25 to 1, 30 to 1. So it's going to be out the door. I thought Zach loves to fly. He's ready to win a race, but yeah. I don't know if this, <laughs> yeah. is, this isn't it. If it drew one, mate. Yeah. If it drew one, soft little cuddle off you go, but it's drawn seven. There's just nothing here you can. I, Which I is, just can't we, find a way to get excited about anything else besides Giga Girl Sun. But in saying that, 
It's well, got a bit of blazing. I was, I was 250. Yeah. But I said I, I wanted three. Brad put up some 350 this morning, which was backable. And I think $3 plus would have got me. But to be honest, at 280, it probably won't even get me. I wanted 350. Yeah. And I reckon it jumps 220, yeah. 230, because I just can't see where else the money Good comes. Good bit of um, blazing away vibes. Yeah, mm. exactly right. So maybe that's why I've still got a bit of a blazing away hangover. Mm. And that's why I've. Uh, but you can see Kicker Gold Sun's got race fitness established into its preparation, good form. It seems to be a horse that's uh, improving every time it goes to the races. Jason Miller, Adam Durant, the whole setup's going really well at the moment. They're just churning over uh, the winners and even their horses that are getting beaten are racing really well. Um, I think off we go yesterday was really dogged. That surprised me. You know, yeah. I had that million to one in that race. Yeah. So it's just good signs out there. Material the, uh, it went well. Yeah, <laughs> burn you, burn you to survive went good though. Certainly did. Yeah, Bloody hell. the day that, it's funny, you. isn't it? It was a day where it was. It seemed better to be on pace or closer to them. Two of the more notable wins of the day were Platinum Bullet and Burn You to Survive. They didn't just ran; they came from last yeah. and really got past them. So I think it was just yeah. Sometimes we look for biases, and you know what happened? The best horses won, or the, the way the race was set up. Yeah, that, that's what horse won. The race shape. You know, so I think I think the track might just be playing brilliantly. Very simply, it's playing great. Yeah. We're just looking for, oh, there was four leaders. Oh, that didn't, oh. No, nah, we saw what Platinum Bullet did. We saw what Burnley survived did to make ground you. If you're good enough. Yeah. So what do I, what's our, what's the, oh, guru, what's the guru's advice? Kick a goal there, well, I don't know. Kick a goal some, but I don't think you're going to get a better price and this price isn't really, doesn't really excite me that much. So, um, yeah, maybe there's going to be a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't see how Express Time gets backed. At, the tw- at its 1,200 meter record. Wine night was 60 and a half. That's on its mind. Maybe money could come for wine night. Mm. Potentially fiery water doesn't get any shorter than that. Requisition only drifts. Keep your feet goes back from the widest gate coming off a troublesome campaign and the bottom three there's not going to be any money for. So, yeah, your 125% market has to get down to 100, but I think the drifts are elsewhere, not kick a goal, son. So it might be your peak price at this 270. Okay. Yeah, in my leg up, I went kick a goal, son, on top. Uh, for but I, my price was three fifty. I thought the the best of keep your feet in previous campaigns would see this fellow go close. Has some had some open three year old form uh, last season. It, it did come off a flat sort of winter prep, but it, it went back through its um, its closing splits, and its closing splits were all good. I think the last its last start was actually the fastest two hundred of the day, but just got back out of its ground. But on Saturday, it's going to get back out of its ground as well. Can it? Can it give a horse like Kicker Gold Sun Lang's head start and get past it late? But interesting though with that. Sorry, with that, it, it's drawn eight. Kicker Gold Sun five. Kicker Gold Sun's not beginning all that well. Yeah. Wine Knights in six. Zach Love defies in seven. They can both sort of go forwardish. They could end up near each other in the run, which um, which could make things interesting. Mm. So could be you're, you're just making me think. Oh, I probably should have deep dive. Um, keep your feet probably a little bit harder than I did last night. I lost interest in this race yeah. quickly. I did this one towards the end. Um, of proceedings. If if Giga Gold Sun gets gets way too short, then I'll probably be having something on Keep Your Feet. Mm-hmm. That was my standout second selection. Mm-hmm. All right, no, don't mind it. Race four, race four, also known as the Belhus Racing Stables, uh, handicap over the one thousand meters. G Willikers. G- <laughs> yeah, I mean, we might skip a couple here. I think. <laughs> Uh, look, Double Jeopardy, I think, will lead this. I think they rode it a bit defensively at its last couple. Yeah. Is Jet allowed to ride on Saturdays? Uh, What's the ruling for that? He, has, he couldn't have ridden that many. I don't know. I thought a lot of other good apprentices had taken a lot longer to get to Saturdays 
Maybe it's. I think it's only four kilo climbers. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, there's three kilo climbers. I'm pretty sure that aren't allowed to ride on Saturdays. Right, were in the past. Oh, is it a ride thing or a winners? Yeah, I actually don't know the rule. Okay, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But um, yeah, Jet should lead on double jeopardy. I think they'll they'll kick that out the gates and show a bit of aggression. Uh, I'm not sure what they've been doing with this horse. Isn't it? Isn't it a? It's a leader. I think it's far better in the first few. yeah. Yeah, its last two wins were with Jet, and its win before that, who rode it? The mastermind. Joey has a party? No. Pipe? No. Think about the jet theme. The claiming apprentices. Oh. No longer based in WA. Three. Carling? Two. One. Christo. Uh, oh, yes, at Bunbury. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right, about 20 to 1. Um, little salute maybe as well from <laughs> Christo. I remember Joey used to ride it early when it first came across for yeah, Pierce I Brothers. Yeah, I remember we, yeah. Just always get on me next start, yeah. the Pierce boys, and yeah, gee whiz, dear ass, and that horse a few times. Mm. That double jeopardy, well named. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Vane Tempest is the best horse here. Uh, Vicky Corver has gone on for both for whatever reason. So the 58 and a half, so it's a luxury weight in a field of this nature, but just a, a trusting with Vane Tempest to some degree, a trusting with Vicky Corver to some degree. Um, she should find the breeze, but I don't. She can miss. She can do. Th- uh, she can do things wrong. Vain Temis. So she's no guarantee to just find the breeze. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could any, um, could, could somehow be three wide no cover. Yeah. Could be anything. So look, Vain Temis from the breeze should be pretty hard to beat. Bed one, Bell one, one. Agent Kensington probably the back of Double Jeopardy. Um, Pink carrots maybe back to a thousand to be suited, but that's two flat runs. Well supported two flat runs in a row and. Just, get, it's just not settling. It's you not travelling at yeah, all. Yeah, it, it can win without yeah. a doubt. It can win. It probably starts favourite, but um, you don't get me three times in a row. Um, Mombasa is the most interesting runner of the race. Settles last, comes at him. That, while it's made a win, was really good. Just remember that wasn't a day where central wide. It, it was in the right winning spot. But, I mean, you go back and you see a couple of lengths, Salaya, two lengths, Dom to shoot, 1.9 MTA, and you go... It's pretty good two-year-old form as well. It all um, it all adds up. Yeah, it's I just don't mind, coming from last. Don't mind Mombasa as a horse yeah. as, a, as a prospect, but I don't know whether it can come from last of a thousand. Yeah, no win. trial. Yeah. Small stable. It's a lot of trust. Um, look, just to give you an idea about this horse race, I think Klondike Kenny isn't completely yeah. impossible. Mm. If they channel the date around second to Tommy Blue and leading, uh, that's the only way it wins by yeah. leading, and it's not impossible that it can lead this race. If they, if they, if I, if I saw an announcement they were going to try and lead on Klondike Kenny, I'd back it each way. Oh, geez, it'd be forty dollars bet fair, surely, and then the rest. But um, um, but yeah, I doubt that's what they'll uh, that's what they'll attack, or even if it will jump well enough to do so. But um, yeah, for me, look, the mat winner of this race is probably Agent Kensington. I guess lands the back of Double Jeopardy, Vane Tempest. If it does get to the breeze, is a um, layer, big yep. gaps here. Sometimes you just got to back the horse that's mapped to win. It's won three races and they've all been mapped wins. Like yes. lands just on them. It's not a horse that can do much work and get past them. Um, I thought it's run three back behind. He always was great when yep. finding trouble. Thought it went real poorly at its next start. Disappointed by that. Klondike Kenny was a far better run. If you're just going to analyze that, that run on the 11th of December. Did you find an excuse there for me? No, for but me, I, that was just a flat. I, I, I think I think the pressure got to her, and she she's a rail horse. Yep, she you go back through her form. She loves the she loves following the getting the soft run, getting the following the rail and and accelerating from there. And she was she was sort of hunting up tracking beads and bopping blue on on that occasion. And for some reason, she just fell apart late in that race. But if you ignore that, go on the always go forward run prior to that at Belmont stacks up. And then I thought she probably should have won up Pinjar the other day. Yeah, should have gone very yeah. close to winning. Chris found a bit of trouble, and Holly was off and going with Bedouin Bell, and um, 
Yeah, look, it's just purely a, a speed map bet. But um, I was hoping the market missed her a little bit more than they probably did BJ, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, she's she's the on topper for me, Agent Kensington. What speed price? map? I was four sixty five. Uh, she's five fifty. So yeah, I just yeah, you know, just not literally jumping out of your skin to get in at five fifty. Yeah, I was, I, mean? I was five dollars, and she was the horse that I put on top and the leg up as well. Just for all the reasons that you said, gate one, Chris Parnham, smothered up, gap appear, pounces late, that sort of setup. But um, but yeah, and I also agree that Vane Tempest really her best in this type of race should should she should win but she's just not that sort of horse in the so, breeze and, yeah yeah she'd just be go to the breeze and they don't yeah. see her again yeah even if she rolls out and does things wrong in the straight yeah yeah one of those races you look at afterwards and go oh, geez, that fourth, well you know what's gonna happen tempest. pink carrots is probably gonna oh probably yeah, yeah. pink carrot yeah pink but. carrots can have a pink carrot to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm never done bloody pink carrots. Uh, Agent Kensington to me. Agent Kensington for me also interesting runner Mombasa. I mean look moving forward into its preparation. Yeah. I don't, don't mind yeah. Mombasa as yeah. a prospect. Clearly got a few issues Mombasa. Let's take a break. Carrots, Come back carrots. with the master one right? Okay BJ it is now time for the uh, Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. It sure is, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Let him know that you listen to the 1-1 and he'll roll out the red carpet, as he did for a few friends of the show last Saturday, Terry. Tommy Johnston, Kyle Potter, Mitch McClenny all had... uh, vouchers to splurge up there at uh, on Butchie's big deck last Saturday. They made the trek to the Mundaring, thoroughly enjoyed themselves and <laughs> got stuck in. Tommy, Tommy survived that on the, on the Saturday. Yeah, good effort. Theory, man. That's a huge effort, yeah. Apparently, oh, uh, Riley, Riley Dot Morgan was supposed to be part of the um, of the team and he was a uh, late, scr- <laughs> late scratching. So um, I hope the boys had a good time up there at the Mundaring. Thanks for uh, getting up there and putting some photos on Twitter at the one one pod that was uh, good of your fellas. Thank you very much. So we have our carryover champion on the line, the new mastermind of Western Australia racing, Brittany Taylor. Brittany, hello. Hello. I like the ring to that. And speaking about Butchie, I walked out of Belmont races with him yesterday, so he had, had a, a nice day at the races. Oh, he was out there watching uh, Quiller. He had one in uh, race one yes. or two, didn't he? Yeah, not, not, a, not so a bad run. Quiller. Not a bad run. Yeah, it was a good trial heading into that. It was a tough little five-horse field for Butchie first up. Yeah, I think it? they bred her. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yep. Uh, he'll, he'll yeah. T- you just ask him, he'll tell you all about it. Yeah, he, <laughs> said, he certainly really... Uh, yeah, no, he loves his uh, loves his racing on Butchie. So great effort from the lads again. I'm just just in awe of Tommy's effort to get up there on the Tommy Johnson on the Saturday. Yeah, I saw Michael Heaton conducting the interviews. Old three votes Heaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him conducting the interviews, and obviously Brittany was. I just yeah, tremendous effort from the team to be humans on Saturday. Very good. Uh, three votes for Heaton for sure. Yeah, I gave him. It was a com- it was a comfortable three <laughs> votes too. Like he got the 38 touches, three goals, and he just he just used the ball well. Yeah. You know, he just found targets all day. Um, yeah, he was just a class above, really. <laughs> hey, Brittany, he Brittany, what's what's life been like as the as the mastermind? Also, um, having knocked off your brother, Lockie, what's what's stable life been like during the week? Bit of banter. You have no idea how good it has been, mainly because you can just about hear my parents cheering for me in listening to the <laughs> mastermind. They, 
they got the link. Dad sent it to Simon Miller and to everyone he could listen just to um, prove a point that uh, I was the mastermind and not Lockie. <laughs> did uh, Did you tell them the result before they listened? I did. I did. And, uh, spoiler. I know. I did. It came with a spoiler alert, but they were very keen to know who won. Did we get any feedback on the on the? Yeah, four nil. It was four nil. It was four nil because yeah. yeah. Jenny went back to the tape. She said uh, it was a it was close enough to a dead heat. But if uh, gun to her head, she said Brittany yeah. perhaps four nil, like a pixel. Not only did Lockie get beaten comfortably, he's the first person to lose by more than you possibly can. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, he, he came to an abrupt end, chasing number five as well. So he got the wobbles. So it's still only Jay Rooney. Isn't Jay Rooney it? So yeah. that's your aim now, Britt. But uh, I'll tell you what, there's a fair old roadblock. Terry Layton, Terry Layton-esque uh, roadblock. There's a fair old roadblock standing in Brittany's way here. He's uh, one of the young guns of West Australian racing. You can see him on just about every racetrack throughout the uh, length and breadth of this great state of ours. It's track, what's he, a yard watcher extraordinaire? Toby Dunn. Toby, welcome back to the 1-1. One, one. Hey, boys. It's, um, it's good to be back. Um, I can't wait to also get the ring of carryover champ, but... <laughs> oh, he's firing some early. I like Come that. Toby. <laughs> I like that. Who knocked you off? You've had one Jay. go in the past. Jay. Well, it's Jay Rooney. Yeah. So yeah. the only other five-time winner. I, I think I can I can improve for the outing as well. And I, you know? I, I remember. I remember. Sorry to cut you off there. So I remember the last question. It was getting tight, and you threw in a McLurch question or something like that. And to- Toby <laughs> wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit that was a bit stiff, wasn't it? That was a bit stiff. Well, Pete Anthony it's, uh, says you're the uh, the sharpest young mind in the game uh, by some distance as well. So um, Brittany was hoping not to run into Scotty Embry, but I reckon she might have run into someone a little bit sharper. So no, right. this is this proves it should be a cracking match. Should be good. Should be great. And the thing is, I'll give you a little uh, precursor. The winner of this basically gets a free pass next week because uh, he um, next week uh, the winner plays D Cripps and D Cripps. Will basically tell you himself he's got absolutely no racing knowledge whatsoever. So you win this, you basically you've won two in a row. This is this is a two for one special here. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Mm. Here we go. So okay. there's a bit there's a bit on the line here. Brittany Taylor looking for two straight. Toby Dunn, he's returning to the show. He's hope, uh, looking forward to chalking up that uh, maiden mastermind victory. Okay, guys, you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind. You'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly, Terry. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? Yep. Mastermind, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? At 43 years of age, I race ride sparingly these days. I've amassed 456 wins across my career with two of those wins coming in the Miss Andretti Stakes. They were in 2011 uh, 2011 and 2015. I'll give you the names of those two a little later. For the entirety of 2021, I only had three race rides, uh, and they all came. Toby. 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 Um, Takahide Akanushi. Oh, <laughs> very good. Brittany, Brittany was just a moment behind. Did you know the answer, Britt? I'm, I'm confident that Toby was actually ahead of me. I'll put my hand up there and say that wasn't a lucky situation where I got the buzzer in early, but uh, that was what I was going to say. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That's a good who am I. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I looked up some Miss Andretti stuff. Anyway, my last winner was the 28th of April 2019 aboard Flower of Scotland. My two Miss Andretti Stakes winners were Mekong Miss and 
dawn approach 2011 2015 um yeah there you go i am Hyde Take the man who got me into racing as well. The horse that captured my imagination was a horse called Talk to the Wall. Yeah. I just loved the lime green and pink silks flooding down the outside. I was about 19 at the time. I just thought it was amazing. I think I had five bucks each way, a 20 to one one day and it won and I was hooked from there. Ike was a revelation when he arrived in Australia. He was apprenticed to David Harrison mm-hmm. and I think he went yeah. leading leading apprentice in his first season here. He was riding, Riding bucket loads of winner stick in the left hand. Uh, very gifted young rider, Ike. And now him and his partner, Paige Kenny, are doing tremendous things with their small team. Um, and uh, yeah, so well done, Paige, and well done, Ike, and well done, Toby. You've got the early lead, mate. One, zero. Next question Name the 1000 meter race Miss Andretti won at Royal Ascot in June. Brittany. Brittany. The King Sandstakes. King Stand Stakes, and uh, I think I'm sure this story will get told at some stage during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was going to tell it any of it. <laughs> Terry was uh, there. I was there yeah, that day. Yeah. I was. I was living in Wales at the time, and uh, I was on the phone to a man. He goes, "I oh, miss Andretti's coming across." Um, blah blah blah, and I uh, quickly managed to get some time off work. I had about 150 pounds to my name in, t- in total. Like, yeah. That's what I had to my name. So it was about 40 pounds for a bus ticket there. We bought the cheapest accommodation for two nights for about 40 pounds. Uh, allowed 30 quid for drinks. I think they're about two, two bob a go. So I had about 30 or 40 pounds left. So we got in and, um, yeah, whacked, got there literally as they jumped, whacked on Miss Andretti. And, um, yeah, we had a fair old day from there, found a few other winners. And, uh, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I walked out with uh, more money than I uh, started with. And then Miss Andretti went around four days later, a sprinter backing up of four days. I think she started $1.60, $1.80 type thing. And, um, yeah, she tailed off. Very good. There you go. Very if you good. ever want to read a book, the Miss Andretti yeah, book is one of the best books. Yeah, the story. I like this, the the part how um, David Mueller got to pick one of the um, from the paddock from the paddock. Yeah, and um, yeah, she ran up to him and he said, "Yeah, that's the one we want." And uh, geez, that's that that's that is the story for like every sort of you know bush trainer or sort of part time trainer or whatnot that you just. You dream of one day. So. That's uh, that's racing. Sold twenty five percent, no seventy five percent to Lee Friedman and Connections. Kept twenty five percent, which Royal Ascot himself with the with the crew over there. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah. Oh, that is that is actually a cracking book. That's one of my favorite books of all time. I have to get your copy, mm. Guru. Have a read. All right. So the scorecard reads one Toby, one Brittany. Next question: Name the only horse to beat home Clairvoyance in her six starts to date. Toby. Toby. The people's horse, River Bow. The, well, hang on. The people's horse wouldn't be River Bow. There's a bit of a you've uh... – Well, you you just talk to your mate Peter Anderson about that, yours and my mate Peter <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like uh, Dig Deep has been usurped yeah. as the people's horse, River well, Bow. Brad's calling Hellatory the people's horse. But, yes, you are right yes. there, Toby. You are Toby right is correct. Right. Two, <laughs> one. Toby's reaction time is so quick. He's good. He's See, good. I always thought that of Lockie. I was very scared that I might have to come up against Lockie at some point. <laughs> well, I thought he was when you found out it was a lesser Taylor, you were more relieved. Ooh. Well, no, well, you beat him 4 0. I just thought he's very quick on the trick up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I hope this goes to two all. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Name the Gary Crispin trained sprinter Toby. 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 What do you mean? Volkov. No. Oh, oh, no. 
You are kidding. He's done it. The reason he paused there because he was hoping somebody said multiverse. Multiverse, yeah. But it's uh, Toby. I I was very worried it would be multiverse, but I I know Volkov wanted Miss Andretti, so I thought I'd just get in early and make sure I won. Tactics. Good tactics. Toby done. That is correct. The Gary Crispin trained sprinter who won the 2017 Miss Andretti Stakes was none none other than Volkov, and that is Toby Dunn, victorious 3-1 in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Toby, congratulations. Impressive display, young man. Feels pretty good. You know, I, I was un- I was unfairly beaten last time and it, it just feels good to get one back. Geez, I, I was struggling when Lockie was winning week after week, but this is going to be harder, I reckon, listening to this type of stuff if this is a regular. Brittany, I reckon you were uh, very, very stiff there. Well, were, he's answered the question <laughs> after about three words. Name the Gary Crispin horse. Like, he could have been anything. <laughs> he, he doesn't have that many. Or actually, he's got more than well, actually, I was hoping I think somebody was going to be the anvil or I was going to say, I hope you said four out of or something like that. Or you were <laughs> something really, really left of centre. Oh, oh, I actually dear, thought man. 2017 might have been a bit earlier, early for. Um, for Tobe, so oh, you would have been nine, wouldn't you, Toby? Yeah. Two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> no, yeah, something like that. No, anything before twenty fifteen is a little bit early, but I know some of it. After that, I've I've got a I've got a little bit there. Okay. All right. Well, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Toby Dunn, and a uh, swagger, a bit, bit of swagger. Well, and yeah. I like I like the fact that he's got a bit of swagger because we might get a few people coming out of the woodwork to. Uh, have a challenge. So, Brittany Taylor, absolute legend. Thanks a lot for uh, all your contributions to the 1 1 and coming along last Friday as well to the Bowls Club and to the Guru's New Year party. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you're, you're a worthy winner this week. We just ran into one better on the day. Thanks a lot, Britt. Thanks very much. I have enjoyed my one week of bragging rights, <laughs> and um, now I'll just uh, retract back again. But well done, Toby. You got the most important scale. Anyway. Right. You, beat, you beat Lockie. That's the that's the main thing. If there's one victory you wanted, I'm sure it was over Lockie. <laughs> is, he, is this condescending? This or is this guy? Well, I reckon, no, I reckon, he's I very right. I reckon we need to get um, Toby on, don't we? Like, Who? We need to get Toby oh, on, on the yeah, show. 100%. Post, post his uh, mastermind run, of course. But uh, Toby, mate, congratulations. You got a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring uh, heading your way. And... Uh, well, I think we when we called you, we interrupted your Esperance form study. So get back to work. I hope that's all we interrupted. Esperance. Probably something else after this. Find a winner uh, in the 11 races at Pinjarra today. And uh, congratulations, mate. You are the new mastermind. Thanks, boys. Thanks for that. I'll do my best. All right. We'll see you next week, Toby. Thanks, guys. How about that? Yeah. I When you messaged me in earlier and said, T done, I, uh, I feared... Uh, for Brittany's longevity as the mastermind, to be honest with you. I remember when he took on Jay, mm. and Jay beat him, and Jay's still the best we've seen, I reckon, but I reckon that Toby was is the second best we've seen. I think he was just unlucky to run into Jay then. It's been like so. Hayless running into Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, now. I think sort of for me up to now, it's Jay's the best, Toby's the second best. Uh, but there's not much between the two of them. Um, and then probably... Brad, Lockie, even Britt. I think Britt's right up there. I think we've, we've had some real good ones real recently. talent. The Hay Train back in the day when mm. he was flying along. Yeah. We've had some real good talent. But um, Hay yeah, Train was – I think maybe Hay for, for Britt, actually, um, we just do. Oh, pre-2015, it's not going to be any good for him yeah. either. Hay Train was a bit like rev it up, wasn't he? He got, got the early wins on the board mm. early. <laughs> I reckon we need to get him back. Yeah, he's a well, character. 100%. He's What's, a character. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking what we might need to do next week to give Crip any type of chance is um, 
is do questions about Brad's stuff ups on Thursday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> what was the horse Brad put up for me out at 16 times? Oh, I, reckon I just give Brad a little pump up Cooper, and put him in the top five. Cooper so would have a, um, a spreadsheet of all McManus moments, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If Toby gets to number five, mm-hmm. has to be Pete. Has to be protege versus yes, yeah. Has to be master. Pete Antonitz. Yeah. Okay. Has to be pistol at number five if he gets there. Listeners, we're always on the lookout for future yep. masterminds. If you want to have a crack, it's good fun. It's good fun on a Thursday morning. Uh, let us know at, on Twitter at the one one pod. Send us a message. Let us know if you're interested in having a crack because uh, we're always looking for people to uh, to show their WA racing knowledge here at the one one. Uh, all comers are welcome. So get involved. And we are back. Terry, race five, the Ascend Sales Trophy Handicap. Bit of a flat couple of races coming off a, a fantastic mastermind. Let's get rolling into the back end of this Miss Andretti Stakes Day program. Yes, yes, yes. This is a, a far more interesting race and a great one to have a little uh, analyse of BJ. Um, I think you've got big screen leading, bit of speed in this, big screen it's pretty reliable out of the gates. Should hold the front. Corporate Larrikin and Misty Lad come across from 9 and 10. Uh, Corporate Larrikin probably can find the breeze. Misty Lad looks to tuck in. I would suggest Billy Ain't Silly um, will find the back of big screen, I reckon, the map. I think it's a, a pretty simple one in that sense. The horses underneath, Billy Ain't Silly, uh, uh, Tin Snip, Overthought, Sentimental Queen, Zatorio, and um, yeah, Billy's far quicker than all of those. So should be the rail, the back of big screen, and that's a, that's a lovely spot to be in. Um, for Especially for Corporate Larrick and Billy. Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Just big and big screen, you know, will take you into the race. It's, um, yeah, very consistent. Gives mm-hmm. a nice kick. It's it's the exact horse you want to be on the back of. So um, it's just just the query with Billy is has Billy come back as good? Um, Colin Webbs is always need a run, usually. Yeah. So that first up run, I, I while you get, oh, did I want to see more on the line when it went back to the pegs? Horses going back to the pegs, especially late in the day, and especially you're trying to get past a horse like Traverne who's leading and, and holding on real well, it can be a bit um, deceptive to the eye. The numbers that I saw suggested that he was a bit tubby, I think, Billy ain't silly. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think so. He blew out. Big Christmas. Yeah, blew out big time last too many, 200. Too much pork crap. So I wonder whether he can come forward enough of that. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if big screen rolls along and, and sort of extends him and makes him – Puts him under puts him under a bit of pressure uh, a fair way from home. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Billy's bit will be building into his preparation. Oh, you think I, he needs another? I thought he might. Yeah, just from mm-hmm. what I, I mean, he's a he's a real real good horse. I like I like Billy Ain't Silly. I just thought that last two hundred the other day suggested that he might be not quite where they thought he was. So mm-hmm. you got Resort Man. They they whip the shades off. They'll ride Resort Man Coldery. Don't think Resort Man's come back as well. That's my feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fourteen hundred shades off is the right move. Yeah. Um, going going back, saving him up for one run. Yeah. Yeah. Current favourite, and for me, that's a. I already wanted to sort of take Resort Man on. Can win. Yeah. But uh, that's an easy take on for me. Um, Sentimental Queen. I thought its trial was poor, so I'm happy to take it on. Very simply. Uh, really like Sentimental Queen. Love the setup. If it trialed really well, he'd probably be. Under real consideration, but that's just a take on for me at the six bucks. Um, yeah, tin tin snips one. I've, I've sort of got, I've got three on the pointy end of the market, and I don't. This is a really unconfident market, but Billy tin snip and big screen with a three at the pointy end of my market. I thought, and I wanted to find big screen. I think when a horse just gets this deep into a prep, you're sort of looking for the, the one to come up and beat it. And sure, I don't know. Tin snips now had the two runs. Um, Two trials. Both trials are great, I thought. I was really impressed with both trials. First up last, 
prep was over the mile um, and ran into Marachino and one other shot. It ran into a really nice little midweek race with the big weight. Yeah. Um, so, but just the worry for me is that Tin Snip might not be in the right line to take it into the race. I, I that big screen Billy ain't said that could be the winning. That could almost be your Cornella from the way the race will be run with corporate Larry and Misty Lad popping back on everything and yep. as your old roadblocks. So that worries me a bit. But at the like at the time of recording, Tin Snip's at eight nine dollars. Um, that's that gets me for a little bit, but it just gets me for a little bit now. And then I reassess conditions on the day, and if it's playing on speed, I, I probably I probably back big screen, but um, I'm not too sold. I'm also $7.50 Zatorio, who's who's about $13 across the border. I thought last start was the completely wrong ride. Too close. 1,200 up to 1,600. 59 um, as well. That was a, just tactically a shocker, I thought, from um, from all involved. Um, a horse that's better saved up for one run and you're trying to circle it when you're already a query up in trip so, so rapidly. Um, so from barrier two, yeah, I, th I think they might outsmart themselves a little yeah. bit there. Yeah, yeah. Same with Luke's goal. Mm. I thought the same thing there. They just tried to go forward again. Just yeah, just some quieter rides would have made more sense, especially if you backed it for the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that in saying that, it probably wouldn't have got past. Oh, it might have got past pro consent with soft run. Um, but Zatoria here, I actually don't mind this because if it can get in that line, I don't know if it can hold three the fence. It might end up being four the fence and you've just got to worry the horse in between them could be an overthought or a sentimental queen. But if it can hold three the fence, the back of um, Billy Ain't Silly, I, I actually reckon it'll get – I reckon it's probably your winner. So Zatorio, um, I think it will drift from that price too. We'll, we'll probably get a bit of mine. It's something like two from 28 without whiting, three from 11 with – White. Yes, loves Jason. So yeah. get alongs gets along very well, with Jason White. Loves so the fish. Current markets, uh, Tin Snip and Zatorio Dutch. In saying that, I, yeah, as you can tell, I'm not overly confident here. That's just on current markets. So I'm playing Betfair, I'd say. Yeah, I might have something on Tin Snip as well. Just the way that the stable's going, the trials have been good and remarkable effort from the Durant camp. Tin Snip looked just about gone, didn't he? He was. They couldn't get for multiple preps as couldn't, well. Couldn't couldn't get him right. Couldn't get him going. Bit of a hangover after he was a two year old of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a uh, award winning hangover. That's for sure. Mm. But last prep, this the signs were good. He was he was sprightly. He was tough. Uh, he was versatile. He finished his preparation with a win too, which is always a good sign. So he's gone out happy and healthy. Come back. Trials have been excellent. So I, so I can see Tin Snip uh, running a big one first. So I just thought I'm not going to complicate it. Big screen, rolling along out in front. I've got him uh, given a kick. He's either going to hold on and win or get pipped and run second. That's the way that I sort of saw it. So I, I was happy with about 450 for big screen. That would Yeah, be I, I like what your thought process is. And big screen will run him along and we'll run that honest race, that honest figure. Tin snip first up with the 60. It still might need it and it might be really hard to catch a race fit horse. That, that was my thought. I went yeah. into this race thinking I'm, this is big screen's race. So that's why when I did my market, I actually wrote some notes as I always do, just talk to myself because no one else will. Um, yeah, don't be don't be uh, married to my market. I think I could have had big screen in the threes rather than at the, the 450 type of mark. I've got it. Again, like, you, like what you said, if the leaders are getting banged for their buck uh, leading into this race and it sort of, um, yeah. really warms the heart if you're I'll, I'll probably I won't have a send on now at the 450 but yeah. on the day if that's what's occurring I'll, I'll happily take 380 or something if I have to um, yeah good day to assess the conditions yes definitely okay race six is the striker indoor sports leaming handicap um 1500 meters the first division of the 1500 meter graduation they got 
so many noms that they divided and kindly said, here, one, one, boys, got this 10 race card mm. to preview on a Thursday. And this is division one of the 1500 grad and uh, fashion queen, uh, definitely not the punter's pal. Her last four starts were $1.90, $2.20, $2.20, $3.00 fave, gone down every time. However, I don't think it's as, as bad as it looks for Fashion Queen. Um, but then you've you've got some uh, other horses putting up their, putting up their uh, hooves, I suppose, as, uh, as chances. You've got Deputano, Ginger Baker, Great Charade, Crescent City, even M- M- Mr. Mount Walker might be a bit of a map horse as well. And... Um, Maybe Peppy Jack could be the interesting <laughs> could be the interesting runner on the day. So so there's a bit of depth to well, this. I own Peppy Jack. I will yeah, yeah. 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 Can we tell that or not? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just bought. Did we just buy? Well, well just you're. Bought, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just bought a share in Peppy Jack. You just bought yeah, a yeah, yeah. Okay. just between I'm trying to win a Port Hedland Sprint <laughs> between races between races. So uh, the gurus. Um, Portfolio continues to expand mm. and uh, diversify as well, up to up to Headland, Peppy yeah, Jack. No. But um, but yeah. So my point is that even though Fashion Queen will will no doubt take up a large percentage of the market, there's quite a few runners in here that you can make a case for. Yeah, I agree. Fashion mm-hmm. Queen's um, around, I think they're in the four bucks is the right price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not her fault. She starts that short every start. She's just a she's no she's yeah ran seven top two finishes from nine starts. So I'd, I'd, I'd love, love to own yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and Bob will probably try to sell her soon, so someone can probably, someone else can probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's. Um, I thought she's had her chances at times, I, I think, and um, not been able to get it done. So I'll just, I'll, I'm happy to take her on. Yeah. She, she can beat me, but um, I'm happy to look around Fashion Queen. I think that's going to be the 30. thought process of a lot of people. So yeah, I think fashion, fashion Queen can win. It's a type of situation where when they do eventually win one, when they're beaten as a short price favourite four in a row, they wobble out and win at $6.80 bet fair SP or something. Yeah. And if that does happen, then have a look at it. Yeah, it's worth sure. a bet. But yeah. I doubt she gets out of that type of price. Um, yeah, Mr. Mount Walker is a mapped horse, but I thought that was a 10 out of 10. I hate that here when they get a 10 out of 10. And this is the same grade. This is probably a touch harder. I thought Sean McGrady gave Mr. Mount Walker the. If I, it thought, doesn't win, I thought it was home. If yeah. it doesn't win with that right, then the horse has to improve two lengths. And yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to take it on, but you're right, it is a mapped. Runner, uh, I said to you earlier, I just so flat that Ginger Baker and Crescent City have drawn 11 and 12 because they're two horses absolutely ready to win um, with Gates to settle midfield cover. Um, so for them to draw 11 and 12 is really flattening and it's hard to come at from those Gates. Uh, who else are we talking about? Deputano's 450. This is the horse that a lot of people thought was a, the real flashing lights run last start. I just thought it was in the right place to run on like it did. Um, she can win the race. And if there's a horse that wins on Saturday that gives me the shit, it'll be Deputano because people go, oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, it's flashing. <laughs> it, well, it, well, like, there was five horses held up the entirety. Superior Smile was probably hit the line as well as it. Superior Smile is not a line hitter, as we all know. Uh, it's just the fact that Harvey was following Bogart very fast, that wide moving line. Like it was every entitlement to run on like she did. So, um, yeah, that's one of those runs I think people just haven't analysed the race deep enough. So I just hope it loses. I just – I don't know why I'm that much of a sinister prick. I just do. Uh, and then oh, – um, I, like, I like it. There isn't – you like Deputano? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> That's very good. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm with great charade. Um, 
the money that's doing pain oh, now. Gosh, right. There's yeah, I'm a bit surprised by that. I've we we shared we shared we shared the pain last start. We did, mm. we did, we did. Uh, the thing I've learned about Great Charade is it's not very good. Um, it's just a battler. It's just a, very much like Mister Mount Walker. It's a battler, but I think Great Charade's a far better horse. Fourteen, fifteen hundred. Um, and this is only the second time it's got past 1,400. And the other time when it ran at 1,500, it, it was won. a real tough – and it was a tough win from the breeze. Yeah. And one of its 1,400-metre wins uh, sat deep the trip. It's a tough horse. So last start when Joey's tried to go underneath them and, and go the shortest way home, it's probably not what you need to do on Great Charade. Maybe a victim of circumstances drawing barrier one. But I'd love to see from barrier four them get the, the back of probably Peppy Jack – um, and I'd love to see Joey with clear air at the top of the straight get and rolling. just say, get past me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be tough. I think Great Charade will be really, really hard to get past. And look at the way Joey rode Pocket, Poster Art. Poster Art, yes. And Zootori. And I want it something like that. So he's, he's informed give Joey it, as a party. Give it those ones, Joey. Yeah, just give it that type of run. <clears throat> and again, I was more excited about the eight bucks. Um, but now it's sort of at the time of recording at 6.50 where I'm looking here, which is not as exciting, but... I'm four dollar favourite, so that'll be me. Great, great charade. Okay, it just doesn't feel like it's. That's one of those ones where it just doesn't feel like a winner. Well, <laughs> Trevor Andrews is due for a bit of a change of luck, mm. isn't he? He um, took MTA to the races again last Saturday. It was in the mix as a winning chance, and I don't know what happened at the start, but and then so it you was what, MTA it, is definitely not an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> it, it chews money rather than dispenses. Yes, yes. It's um, anyway. So yeah, Trev Trev could do with uh, the rubber the green here in town. Yeah, open race. I've gone for Deputano. I'd really a, a lot a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with not only was it, I hope you lose. I don't, <laughs> I don't really hope you lose. Uh, I really like the trial leading up to that first uh, up run, yeah, yeah. and and then and then she she sort of. Frank the trial to an extent by hitting the line hard first up. Paul Harvey going on. And I feel as though the Lindsay Smith stable was just sort of clicked into gear in the new year. So st- a lot of stepping out a lot of first up, a lot of new fresh horses on the scene and uh, seem to be in a good rhythm, that stable at the moment. Deputano is just going to get back and running on. It's probably getting in a bit. She bit. tends to need a, um, a run as well. So your yeah. performance usually is second up. So yeah, and I think she's got a bit of talent. I'm more into <laughs> I think I think got a bit of talent Deputano, but hasn't really been able to get a lot of um, continuity. Yeah. Uh, so if she's going to win well, one, she led in some of her early yeah, games. Brad Parnham, Brady Parnham, yeah, Brad Parnham, yeah. So she's got that versatility. Uh, but anyway, I'm not I'm not um, climbing our trees to uh, to uh, launch Deputano. She's probably getting in a bit bit below my price anyway at the moment. I didn't realise that. I see Brad uh, opened up. Deputano, $9 into $5 on Brad Bennett at the I moment. I was probably in his ear yelling at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Deputano on top. Uh, great charade we're on last day. I think he's going to get the run. And um, like what you said about Ginger Baker and Crescent City, been waiting for both of them. I think I think That's Ginger okay. Baker, it could be kind of, kind of a Ginger Baker type of day. I reckon he's just about ready. A hundred. That last yeah. one is huge. Brad yeah. Willie going on is such a, a big appointment. If it's a three-wide moving line type of day, I'll have no um, issue having something on Ginger Baker. Um, yeah, later on. I'm seven bucks. It's about ten, but that's not going to get me yet. Yeah, okay. Race seven, the Schweppes Handicap. <sighs> the second division of this um, mm. outstanding 1,500-meter graduation handicap. Chevelle de Vaga has to be one of the most improved horses in WA 
Meryl Haley done a tremendous job with this fellow. Uh, he sat outside a leader, very strange odd race, Keshaw Duran serving it up to Crystal Dane. They were, I don't, upon looking at the data, I think they, they were serving it up. I just think the third and fourth horse is worth a risk and downforce didn't have their backs. Exactly. Just couldn't, couldn't go with them. So it sort of... But they were sort of head and head when, yeah. when it wasn't like Kishore was sitting off Crystal Dane. They were yeah. sort of... They Sorry, were going stride right. for stride. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. The numbers suggest that they were just going even to... Uh, well, average to the mm-hmm. eight and the four, which was interesting. But Pike goes on. So it loses the claim of Duran, but it gets the the uh, quality of Pike. And the second horse, who was the big flashing lights, lights run of the day trade war, gets a three and a half kilo weight swing. But... Cheval de Varga goes forward with Pike on from six. What does Chrissy Parnham do from gate 10, Guru? Oh, it's a tough one. Like, this is another. There's so many horses throughout the day. I, I've been looking forward to backing. Trade War, nobody misses. That's a very obvious one, unlike potentially Ginger Baker or Crescent City, which is a little bit more hidden. But um, it's just from the barrier. It, I, I want to be on Trade War. It's a horse I'll tip. Um, I've only got two horses under $13 here, actually. Um, I'm basically the same price on top Cheval and Trade War around that $3 mark. Um, but, yeah, very simply, Cheval de Vargas is mapped to grab the back of Pro is here and then one of the outside barrier horses, Grand Design, Able Engine, roll forward and Pikey yep. just lands on their back and should be off and going. While Trade War, I can't like, – even if they do want to go a bit closer, there's no real obvious spot. Maybe gets in front of Praying with God or Bud Ted. Uh, it can work in front of Benji's who gets yeah. kicks, but Benji's is jumping okay, Divine Beast. I don't know. If I could find a spot in sixth for it, I'd just, just declare it and this would be it. This well, be the- sometimes also to remember, sometimes these graduations, a lot of horses nominate midweek as well, so there might even be some scratching stereo, so something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So when the, if the scratching has come through, just to remap the race and see if you can get trade war into a more suitable running position. And the worst part, if you are taking a, a, a scratching, um, a lot of these are – just going to wobble in the market. I mm. mean, Pro is here. It's two nice wins in Albany, but it beat absolutely nothing. Pro is here is my third favourite, by the way. Yeah, me too. Purely on the speed map. In fact, it's going to be out in front and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, try for us as the third market elect at the moment. It went pretty poorly its last start. Um, so it didn't look like it handled it. Ascot didn't at all. happy. No. It wasn't happy. In no, the it was sort so of. I'm, I, I, if you were going wider in your quality, I'd say definitely have it in yep. because – I can see him improving off that run. It was never happy on the day, so you're sort of happy just pretend it didn't go around. But um, yeah, look, trade trade war for me. Um, but it's it's a, one of those ones where if, if it's hard to make ground on the day, you've got to think it's very hard to beat Chevelle de Varga. While yeah, if they are making some good ground and, and Chrissy Parner could find the right run into it, trade war's the one. But yeah, you wrote it very well in your leg up in your little uh, write up where you said can Chevelle de Varga hold form and win four in a row? Mm. The way the way it's racing, yeah. Why not? Tumming, no, no, but but there comes a point where it pricks. While yeah. trade war, you'd be pretty confident it's now going to run another. Like it looks to be the horse that everyone thought it was going to be early in its career. Yeah, it's on the up, isn't uh, it? If you have a look at that last trade war run, when um, it left everything, everything, everything was off the bit, yeah. and it had the back of. Who'd had the back of? It was in a three-wide line. Yeah, um, whoever had the back of was no good and it was yep. gone. Just yep. didn't take it into the race. So yep. Chrissy had to peel a bit earlier than he wanted to. And if you go back to its win before that where it beat Blazing Away and Cantor de Guerra, who also came out and won, again, he didn't have a horse that was taking into the race. He just had to peel the six. So it was that, surprise was that mid, me mid-race acceleration, which I like from Trade War, yeah. And it was sustained it for 600 yep. metres. So don't be surprised to see Trade War, Chrissy Parnham, be aware of that and look to get it into the race a especially, little bit earlier. Especially third up now. Yeah. Four yeah. kilo swing yeah. or three and a half kilo swing on yeah. Shevelle de Varga. 
it's never a negative pipe going on, but you have to say that Kesh and Chevelle have been getting along really well. Yeah. So, yeah, watch this space. But trade war for me. Trade war for me as well. Agree with it. everything that Terry outlined there. Uh, Pro is here as well. I think he can run a cheeky race out in front. Steve, I know Steve Wolf has a strong opinion of this fellow, whether this race has come, come along a bit too soon. But if you continually win in the Great Southern, sometimes you can creep up in the – in the ratings and by the time you come to town you're in a st sticky spot weight-wise ratings race-wise so I, I can understand why that's good this is a good yeah, placement already. yeah i can understand why steve's coming to town now while he's getting in to a grad with 55 and a half uh, rather than just chalking up the uh the easy wins down in the great southern but sean mcgrady on out in front rolling especially if it's that kind of day i can see pros here running top three for sure so trade war on top for me i think he's uh, ready to take the next step and uh, has this race um, at his mercy. So, yep. At his mercy. Yep. Wow. Just not worried about speed maps. Never. Nice. No, I think that's like the biggest thing Ari and I do compared to others. I just, no, I just, no. I just wish I. Could I am worried about the speed map. Like so. he just, it could run the. Like, it's a bit like he's a sizzler earlier. It could yeah. run. It's the one I want to be on. But you just go, oh god. It's last just two. So again, at Chevelle de Vargas, just good. Yeah, but Chevelle, this time it's going to get the cover. And, yeah. Oh. But is is that a positive though? I don't know. Like. It raced well with cover, cover. and it was unlucky at its previous two. What about well, what, when winning by What about ranks. when it wasn't going to get out at Belmont, and then it got out, and it just went, I was like, oh, And who, ran, se who ran second? Snippy Miss. Yeah. Came out and won its next start as well. So it all, yeah. It, it all matches up. Yeah. The gut just tells you it's going to be trade war, though, doesn't it? That's the feel, yeah. I reckon. I reckon I've never ever had a meeting where I've got anything that's like further away from a best bet. And I reckon it's, even though I've just said that, <laughs> it's not far from probably being my best, and I haven't even had a cent on. Oh, dearie me. All right. Race eight, the Heineken three handicap over 1,800 metres. Not a bad little contest this, but we have had a scratching. So Who's the original at? 10 has been reduced to nine. Oh, Sutterclough number two, Salaya, is out. I thought Salaya could run a race here as well. Yeah. I thought there was a nice little setup for Salaya, but um, look, I'm – yeah, it looks to be a lot of reason about speed on in this race. Interesting if Harry can cross the field and, and find the fence. Um, but the most interesting part in this race, if you're um, will be those back in Big Butter Boom, whether it can hold the back of Harry Thomas or even lead. Mm. Big Butter Boom gives me the feel of a horse that likes room and likes to manoeuvre. And if it's through the fence, it's it's going to be quite difficult from there. You'd um, you'd suggest, but um, yeah, look, Chili is hot is the one I was looking around, but the prices. It's not going to get me in a million years for a horse I don't trust all that much. Thought it was the wrong ride. Um, didn't get much luck in the Latrice. Um, it was just sort of underneath Beret the whole straight. It wasn't yeah, Clint, Jade. Clint yeah. knew who was there. Knew yeah. One of the biggest dangers was just underneath him and um, when you're, kept her in. When you're angling, peeling, coming around, it's just it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. There's certain jockeys that can do it without losing it. It's a real skill to, to, to make that manoeuvre where you've got to come back and around without losing – too much momentum, uh, but uh, also at that level, she's racing Group Three Mares Company. It's always always challenging when you got Beret and Play Marika who's got a full head of steam up, and you've got to try and peg them back after losing momentum. So exactly right. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like it's a race where I don't know. It feels like a little bit of a trap race where there's something hidden in there, um, but I I can't quite see it to be honest with you. I think um, it's a beat the bro kind of day. Remember the last time beat the bro was at 1800 meters. Yeah, it's when it followed him through on the rail. I actually was it, that was the day that uh, Paul them. Harvey wrote it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. chasing that was butter, a chasing big butter bird. That was a grow, well. grow up pond, wasn't it? Dearie me, I've had a tough relationship. Actually, I, that I, was I, grow, I that a was, tough relationship. That was, with beat the bro, but that I was got grow up pond. 
got a reasonable amount of it back when it won at Pinjara a few starts I think ago. we had a deep dive about that race, the, the following episode where we discussed the yeah. the beat the bro. But, um, yeah, I upon watching it in, in review, I also think I was talking out of my pocket, <laughs> which there's a, there's a first for everything, to be honest with you. Um, well, I'm going to – I don't – yeah, so I'm, Chile is hot on top for me, but yep. um, my lay of the race is beat the bro. That was an end of prep run last start for me. Okay. Um, Horses off speed weren't suited, but I felt that like National Guard and other horses, it just, it just didn't hit the line as well as I'd like. I felt it was entitled to do a little bit more. And it's drawn nine, which means it's going to have to be a good run. It has to be a good run. You have to be ready to win. Um, and that last run to me, especially up to that, it just said, I think that's me done. So I'm happy to Over take the hill, on. you reckon? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with Soleil coming out about eight bucks, beat the bro, eight, nine dollars. So okay. four dollars won't get me, but. Insane that I'm not back in Chile aside at three forty. Definitely not back in Bogart at three seventy. I'm not back in. Have we had enough of Kerman uh, Rock yet, or what? Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, I actually don't think any horse will win. <laughs> it's not impossible. This is a this is, this is a top of race. You know, who comes out and wins this. Juicing carrots. Yeah, yeah. You know? This yeah. is like the eight, I reckon eighteen hundred is juicing, juicing carrots. Superior. Smile I reckon Craig can yeah. probably find if Harry Thomas gets across can probably land the breeze where it does his best work. But yeah, yeah I'm not back in juicing carrots. Uh, I'll, I'll monitor Betfair, Betfair. And hope for a wobble on. Chile is hot. Who knows? Get, if there's big money for a beat the bro, like I think the money's, money's going to be big butter boom. Right? Uh, big butter boom. Um, wherever it is, if Chile wobbles, that'll be me. So I'll be just watching a Chile wobble. Chile wobble. But I don't. I'm happy if it doesn't because I don't really want to be on. Okay. <laughs> I'm full I, 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 of positivity I, with this I, race, aren't I? Well, yeah. I, I get the impression you were sort of. Were you going to talk up the chances of Salah before it came out, or not really? I was just hoping Chile's hot went up seven bucks. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So yeah, I'm not ready to, to give up on beat the bro just yet. I saw a little bit more in that last run than Charity. I think it was second fastest last two of the Bell day. Queen, that's what I won the cane of coke off you last week. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, good run though. What did you have? What? <laughs> good run. Had enough. Hey, what did you? What did you have? I had Velvet Queen. You had. Maybe that wasn't it. No, you start writing these down. Yeah. Still think are oh, you a carton of coke though at least <laughs> probably two <laughs> uh so i was, I was a bit, bit bit more um positive with the beat last beat the bro pinjara run and um clint johnston porter from nine quiet over the 1800 meters i i feel as though sharon miller's got this fellow right in the zone i don't think this is uh as terry said this is a race full of question mark runners and beat the bros previous two wins prior to last night pinjara were excellent He's um he's ready to go. I think beat the broken hold this form and and record another Saturday victory, stepping up the eighteen hundred meters. CJP, the uh, man for the occasion. Mm-hmm. All right, race nine. This do we need a, to get Do we need to get uh, CJP on the show? Yeah, I said yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Reckon yeah, we do. Yep. Said that the other day. Yep, yep. He'll be uh yeah. We had him on the Betfair Edge a uh, month or so ago, and he's um yeah a bit of character as well. I think he'd be a cracker, a bit of a chat to about his career, and he's sort of rise to one of the top three. Hoops in, in WA. So, um, yeah, no, I think he's someone we've got to get on shortly. Okay, race nine, Miss Andretti Stakes. Miss Andretti Stakes. Uh, good horse, Miss Andretti. Once saw her run in, uh, in England. Mush, have, she have to, was an absolute- tell you that story later. Absolute machine. <laughs> Miss Andretti, what a uh, horse. Yeah, she was. She was a cracker. I didn't, I was saying to you before, I didn't realise she won five group ones and um, 19 of her 31. She was a better ho- record than I realised. Horse of the year, one year. Mm. Uh, Australian horse of the year, rather. Australia. Australia. So, 
Kira, she won 30, she had 31 starts for 19 victories, almost $3 million in stakes. How much would that be these days with the Everest? Yeah, well, I mean, she won a, won a Winterbottom when it was only worth 176,000. Mm. So it's a million dollar race and that was a group two then, ridden by whom? Uh, Winterbottom? Yep. Oh, Kevin Forrester? Kevin Forrester, mm. so. They named a car after him. Yes, they did actually. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Forrester. Then he went uh, went from David Mueller to Lee Friedman, and just went berserk in uh, one of Manicado, one of Scalacci, one of Lightning, one of Australia Day Stakes, one of Newmarket Handicap, King's Stand. Then came back on a uh, Age Classic. That's uh, beat defeated Gold Edition. She was a good mare. That's the um, big sprint race at Flemington on the Flemington Spring Carnival these days. And Water Horse was Miss Andretti, and um, from humble beginnings. Took over the world, uh, absolute star. And then, like what you mentioned in our mastermind chat, was uh, the the real. These are the stories that racing is built on. You know, you miss Andretti's and you take over targets and those type of things. It gives Peppy Jacks. It just gives um, everyone a chance these days, Terry. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> gives everyone hope. I should exactly say. Exactly right. Gives everyone hope. So we'll be boarding a plane with Peppy Jack to the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> in, in, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, sorry. All right. Uh, you know, you know what Simon A. Miller's record is in this race? It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's real good. He likes to win it. He doesn't mind winning it. Yeah. He's Simon and he's got the favourite. His favourite. Yeah. Well, first question. Do you think, I don't think he does have the favourite actually, Beach. I think he's got the second favourite. Does he? Yeah. Is he going to swing? No, it's already swung. It's wrong. Yeah, yeah. it's already swung. I'm... Again, I just I when I'm scroll through odds just while we do this, I always have the sports bet thing open because you order them. It just it's the easiest one to read that yeah. app. I actually quite so this one's yeah two fifty clear points three ten. Um, Miss Kentucky Brad went up um, favorite Miss Kentucky. Yep. Um, and Clairvoyant second favorite. Really interesting. Uh, obviously, the return of Clairvoyant. This is what this race is all about. Mm. I think um, is what people want to do. I was I was pretty flat when um, when when uh, Luke didn't accept with Mervyn. So I reckon Mervyn in this race made it impossible for clairvoyance. I, I reckon clairvoyance would have ended up having to sit off Mervyn. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I would have really struggled to come at uh, to come at clairvoyance under those um, under those sittings. So, that, so it all changes the race shape now. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. look, to be honest, this is oh god, I. We love our, our good friend, Travis Murray. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, it's almost nerve wracking now because there's no excuses here. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to rail. There's no doubt that Clairvoyance finds this rail. The Breeze horse will likely be Long Beach. Um, I think they'll want some cover with Carrie Carabo, yeah. ideally. I don't think they wanted to leave last start. It was just how the race sort of unfolded. Um, so, look, you're going to find the lead. The horse in the Breeze is a good horse, tough horse, but. You'd hope you've got Long Beach covered with the um, with the rail um, and two kilos in your favour as well. Um, Miss Kentucky's Miss Kentucky's going to be in a real tough spot here. I know. I know. Again, she was last start. Yeah. Um, I know she was last start, but um, she had Jemison who carted her into that, and Mervin's a stopper, you know. So she had to get past a stopper in Mervin. So she had the right one there. So um, yeah, I I don't think there's too many uh, excuses. For, uh, for clairvoyance here. So that, as an owner of clairvoyance, with the expectations they have with group racing and stuff, that would make me very nervous. But um, You know you know who could be a bit of a thorn in clairvoyance aside? Who? Leaders back. Pont? Riverbow. Oh, you've got the wrong leaders back, Beige. Have you got, you got Gemma's son holding yeah, leaders 100%, back? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, as you can probably tell, that's the way. <laughs> that's yeah, the way, the way you're going to go. The way I'm going. I um, 
yeah, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down there, yeah. BJ. I, I think this is a, a really, 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 really interesting um, setup in that sense. But uh, I just think Miss Kentucky. I think that's going to be the spot. If Miss Kentucky's going to be in, in no, oh, just such a tough spot. Mm. I just think, um, I just. I think she can win without doubt. But again, it's, it's a bit like a lot of the ones I've already discussed throughout the day. This isn't, I don't think she can find as much trouble and maybe round these up. Uh, I don't think Gemma Sun will miss. I just forget Gemma Sun went around. Um, I think Gemma Sun was huge, to be honest with you. They missed the kick, went and then mustered, sat deep and gave yeah. Miss Kentucky a reasonable little card into reasonable, it. Reasonable, yeah. Um, yeah. They only beaten 3.6 in the end. Like it was entitled to be beaten panels. Like it was just a, it was just, just nothing went right. So, um, and there's actually a two kilo swing to Gemma's son. There's a speed map swing to Gemma's son. Hopefully, it doesn't stand the gates again. And Paul Harvey's sort of holds the key a bit to Gemma's son too. Does he? Paul Harvey mm. hopefully rides her. Him this time. I think her because Gemma. Yeah. Him hopefully rides him uh, this time. So yeah, look, Gemma's son's the, the way I'm going. I've, I've marked Gemma's son favourite, which it's probably the only race where there's any real major differences to my market to the to the one we're currently looking at. But I'm a knock on clairvoyance. Um, she can beat me and. I, I'll be very happy for Trav and everyone involved with clairvoyance, but she can beat me. But a horse coming off that set, set back off a, a trial, the, the trial time was good, but a miler had her if the race, if that was another 10 metres. Um, Pretty fair horse though, coming around. Yeah, over 9.50. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. want to be, yeah, I don't know. The, to, the, the time was there and everything, but um, yeah, look, I'm a bit concerned. Probably one of the biggest concerns though is who's not riding her? Chris Palm. Mm. Did I'd love to I, – I wanted to ask Scotty, actually, and did you guys choose to ride Miss Kentucky? Was there just a, a long-standing affiliation with that stable? Um, you know, how exactly did that all uh, eventuate in, in making that decision? Because you'd, you'd think Miss Kentucky's got a nice ceiling, but when it comes to potential ceilings, you know what I mean by Clever Winch has probably got a bigger ceiling. I think – I'll just classify – I think Miss Kentucky will have the better career. And Chris has made the right decision, but you know what I mean, though. Clairvoyance could be a Group One horse. Miss Kentucky's never probably going to be a Group One horse. Does that does that part make sense? Hundred percent. The thing with Clairvoyance is she's just been through the wars uh, for a significant amount of time. Now there's been like false starts, and there was even talk that she might not get back to the races. And Darren McAuliffe and his team have nursed her back to health. She's had that trial, but there still has to be those lingering question marks: Is will she ever, whatever that she's she's encountered that has impacted her health, her her physically, that's impacted her physically over the last 12 to 18 months, is that going to allow her to ever be the horse that she was destined to be? So uh, I've got, a, as you know, I've told you my longstanding theory about these youngsters who jump and run and run time yep. and they're just huge. They're just great. This will test you. Yeah. There's a lot going back. Even a horse like Smoko. You remember a horse called Smoko? Those type of horses. I, I feel like when they have setbacks like this or when they get a little bit older and they are it's just not they're not the same horses. They're, they're, yeah they're, it's just there's a, a shelf life with racing in that particular manner so i worry that i think clairvoyance will i mean with her rating she'll win more races but i just i worry that she's just yeah don't know don't know what's to come for clairvoyance so happy to take i was about five bucks clairvoyance uh with the map about five bucks miss kentucky uh and i see i see red 550 so, yeah it's he's um, an interesting runner as well yeah fernie's mm. flying at the moment uh good booking looks a nice map um geez, i think was very bullish at the uh function last friday as well <laughs> who would have thought like fernie would be would be bullish that's mm. not something we ever hear is it he said i think it was a bit of a j-dub floating around oh yeah no just wins just wins yeah, yeah. Nah, should be a dollar ten just wins i'm sure yeah uh but lands in a nice spot um then yeah as i said Gemma sun's the way i'll be going um again i've marked them all 
basically a bunch of favoritism, clairvoyance, Biscontecchi, I see red. Gemma Sun and Riverbow, I think the, the five of them. Um, last time Riverbow was off seven days, what happened? Salute. Sat three day, beat clairvoyance. Yeah. Sat three deep, no cover the trip, and beat clairvoyance. So I thought he was um, big, big last Sunday. Riverbow. Yeah, it went really well with the 61, drops the seven, maps to. Well, they'll be hoping that um, Gemma Sun misses the kick again and we'll get over to the back to clairvoyance. Otherwise, still lands really one, one. handy. Yeah. One, one, open three, one, three back the fence, uh, three, zero, yep. three, zero, three, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I uh, I think it's a, uh, a cracking addition to the race. Happy taking on Hot Z. It's the one horse that's sort of in the first half of the market that I'm looking around, one okay. of my mates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I reckon I might. I've tipped Miss Kentucky on top of Norwich. If she's the drifter, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what sort of price we end Great. up with. How good will Betfair be for yeah. this race, though? Yeah. Like, clairvoyance could start $2.20, right? Yeah. Her data is huge. Like, yeah. It's so. I'm. I, she's I, such I, a. She's just a super fast horse. Yeah. So her numbers would be through the roof. Yeah. Even the race she lost her data was good yeah. enough to win this, probably. You know, yeah. the, the figure she, she wrote, she. she Recorded, yep. I should say. Um, I'm using the data less than ever um, at the moment, but just seeing it, it's just it's quite amazing how much of a difference her best figures have to everybody else's mm-hmm. here. It's um, yeah, it's 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 quite a standard. So the money could come for for clairvoyance, or, or wouldn't also surprise me if it goes the other if way. Because the biggest thing I've learned is that money isn't following the data numbers today all that closely. I don't think there's more factors to it, and um, it's not just about if it was purely on that, then she starts two dollars twenty, you know. Um, but you know, yeah, what, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Who, who, who knows? I see, one of these will start something wild. Yeah, one of these will start. I don't know which one, but one of these it could be IC Red. IC I Red. I reckon yeah. it could start. Double I think you're. I think IC Red's going to get the squeeze. I think. Mm. Fascinating race, though. And IC Red, just because it's been held up in the winter bottom and the Colonel Reeves, I think it was. I mean, how close was it going to finish? Well, like, I mean, those I mean, Belmont I mean was, the one were ordinary. Was, they were ordinary races, but, but they were good wins. But was and, and he's a horse. He's he's. Progressing, was they I all, see they Red? All are, was they? I see Red's Colonel Reeves run any better or worse than Long Beach was three wide no covered the entire and got beat neck? Do you we know what I mean? So behind him the whole way. Yeah, there? so that's the um, that's and then the winter bottom was just another write off uh, for I see Red. But this is uh this is good. This is good. It's a great black type racing. It's a cracker. Yeah. And I've got a blueprint for, for how I'm winning with Gemma Sun, and that's holding the back of clairvoyance. That's peeling off and being tougher over the 1,100 metres as a race fit horse, not coming off setbacks. And Miss Kentucky, Icy Red. Pike and Pond. Coming late and – Pike yep, and Pond. That's, 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 that's my blueprint to win this race. If the race eventuates differently and I end up three defensive, I'm, I'm probably cooked. Yeah. But that, that's my blueprint to winning this race. If I was keen on Gemma Sun last start – there's no way I can't be on here. You know what I mean? With the map I've got, there's there's no way I simply can't be on again. So I know Caracapo's connections won't be happy, but the fact that Indian Pacific came out, uh, he was had 61 kilos, yeah. but he it, it changed the scale. So now that it's just a, it's an even better sort of more I don't know. It's just a more interesting race with with more horses off the minimum as well. Just mm-hmm. just becomes a proper handicap rather than some Indian Pacific. 61 kilos and squeezing everything back down towards the minimum. So this is a good handicap, good black type racing. Miss Kentucky won too well for me to uh, ignore the other day. And if she gets squeezed out into the mid threes, then I'll be investing. I think think uh, River Bow, though, is uh, just about ready to do something and recapture some of his best form as well. Making me think whether I want to back Gemma, save River, but then in saying that, I sort of want to save I see Red, I see Red. Then if, if Miss Kentucky gets to probably four for me or something, I'll, oh, I want to save that too. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing that, well, you're better off just, just targeting one and maybe looking at each Especially way, if so. you've got clairvoyance, what, $5, you say? Yeah. 
then yeah, I imagine that there's plenty of there's quite a few options for you. Do you reckon he would still run it if this race is over eleven hundred and thirty meters or not? Oh, I think we need to know the answer to that. I think that needs to be posed. So, uh, but yes, Just Just having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. All right, that's it. Oh, Let's move on to this the. Is a, this is a long one, isn't it? No, it's not too bad. We're, we're going all right. Really? Yeah. It feels lengthy. We're going all right. All right, race 10, the uh, the Get Out S-T-E-A-K-S uh, at 6.25 p.m. 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 Bought to us by, um, who's it brought to us by, BJ? Market City Meats, of course, largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find Market City Meats out at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt. Legend, absolute legend is Timmy. He runs the show, uh, drop in, say hello. He will look after him and his team will take care of you, 100% on that. Congratulations to episode 109 winner, Rod Perry. Now, Rod Terry, Perry, is uh, that was his third get out stakes victory. He was nearest the pin with his burn you to survive prediction. I did see, it was interesting because he knocked off a couple of uh, colourful racing identities in Dane Hollingworth and Matt Nowland. Uh, very, it was a photo finish, but Dane was getting a few likes on his uh, "Burn You to Survive" tweet. Thought he'd nabbed it. I think I think him and a few few of the lads thought that he got the chocolates, but it was Rod Perry who swooped and got him by the margin. What, you get into a uh, you get into a war with Rod Perry and the Get Out Stakes is only one winner. Exactly, what, exactly. Uh, so. yeah, what's that? It's his third time, isn't he? Third. How many people have won three or more? Maybe five or six, I reckon. Very, this rarefied air. Yeah, it's rarefied air. Rarefied air. Uh, good, good man, Rod, and congratulations on that third get out stakes victory. Dane Hollingworth almost made a historic Still number one, historic double though. Yeah. Could have been best bowler plate, the best and bowl. get out stakes in one weekend. Well, I, I don't Oof. think that could ever might not ever be done again. Well, so. they, there wouldn't have been no point in waking up Monday. That is there, so it's probably a good thing for Dane. It gives him something to strive forward going forward. Yes, yes. So I think he could almost taste the stakes. Could mm. uh, could Dane? Uh, however, Rod Perry too strong. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, rem- remembering it's a ten race program at Ascot on Saturday. Uh, let us know at the one one pod on Twitter who you think wins race ten. At Ascot, the get-out stakes, the winner and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. The Sam White rule can never be ignored, Terry. Three decimal points. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's first in best dress. Here's the Sam White rule for first-time players. <laughs> All right. Um, the first thing Jared's going around, BJ, so I'm trying to multitask. I haven't got an investment here, so I'm actually happy to continue. Should I commentate? Do you want me to call it? Yeah. Okay. Well, considering... Oh, I don't, but half these horses are first starters are horses I couldn't care about, so I don't really know them that well. Why don't you just call how yours is going? I don't have one. I thought you said you... you nah, so I don't have a bet. No, oh, you don't have a bet. No, no, no. No. Tommy Johnston owns Magna Man, though, so uh, good luck to Tommy. Anyway, we won't stay on the thing while this is running. Uh, very interesting get-out stakes here, BJ. The scratchings of Eeyore Ways and Fanta. Mm-hmm. Reckon they've made a blue scratching your ways for today. Um, I'm sure that by the time this comes out, it might have run on one. I'd probably yep. look like a goose. Yeah. But 61 and a half is a fair impost. I thought the 1,200 metres, 58 and a half. Um, last race of the day, it's better time to make ground. I thought it was a real nice little setup for your ways. Over the 1,200 metres, but it comes out. Fanta, old uh, Fanta pants, comes out, old uh, sun-kissed. Mm-hmm. Um, goes around in the, what's the race today called? Oh, it's just a 60 plus. Yeah, it's a class it's five. Yeah, yeah, it's a good race. So um, they go around today. So 
Uh, Universal Pleasure should be leading from barrier eight. Uh, this will test you up to the 1200 meters, we'll, we'll mosey across um, and probably get to the breeze, I would have thought, BJ. Um, Brooklyn yep. Pier draws a gate for the first time in a while, lands on them. In saying that, Stevie rode that a, a 10 out of 10 last start, and it gets the same run as it would have done then. Mm -hmm. uh, has been known as more of a 1,000-meter horse, but I don't know, watching that, you almost feel like the 12 almost looks like it's ready for 12 now, yeah. But sometimes when you say it looks like it's ready for 12, that means the horse isn't going that well as well. I've always found if you say, oh, just wants further, just wants further, that's usually a way of saying horse no good, horse no good. So, <laughs> no uh, that's definitely not the case. So Brooklyn <laughs> Pier can definitely win this race, and yeah. it's, um, it maps your winner. Um Bad luck, Tommy, by the way. Just ran second with Magnum Man. Tommy Johnson. Tommy Johnson. Two votes, Tommy. Yeah, two votes. Two votes, Tommy. <laughs> Don't mind that. Uh, Al Magico on the back of Universal Pleasure. Um, I actually gave Al Magico a chance at any old today. Oh, I think it's flying. Mm. It's going super. I can't win this, but it's going super. Kelvin, sorry, was the other horse from a wide gate. So Kelvin, this will test you. They'll figure out the breeze between himself, but it's not that much speed for a 1,200-meter dish. Did you mention Universal Pleasure? Leading, yeah. yeah. It's your rail horse. So there's not too much speed for a 1,200-meter dash. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I'm very simply just going to take luck out of the equation here. I think Universal Pleasure is flying. Mm. Just seeing it's just wrong races. Like, even last start when it sat in the breeze, that was a day where you could not race without cover and run a race. A like, big screen went around that day. We should have mentioned that earlier. Big screen gave a real nice kick, but everything that raced without cover was just cooked that day. So for it to get that that close and how it didn't get the bob over Queen of Soul, I do not know. Um, painful. Um, so yeah, I'm very simply going to take luck out of the equation. I'm using my roadblocks, Al Magico on my back. That's going to work in my favour. If Al Magico is challenging me, then I'm not winning. Um, and Kelvin. This will test your Kelvin in the breeze. This will test you doesn't get the 1200 and, and Kelvin's don't think going that well. So um, as long as we jump and lead and Pike doesn't be too cute and just tries to run him along, um, yeah, I think Universal Pleasure will be in front for a long way. I'm not jumping out of my skin, but I just think it'll be in front for a long way. Respect Brooklyn Pier, but felt what it had this will test his back last start over the thousand. Stevie gave it a 10. As I said, I don't like backing them if I think they just got a 10 and not potentially one or done as, as well as I expect from that point. Um, it's going to run well, though, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Pier, regardless, though, isn't it? But, yeah. 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 And the horse is going better than all of them. Um, and I think it'll probably be pretty popular. I think it's the one you've got on top is Rain of Fire. It was just a, it was just a map point of view again. It, it's going to be out the back and it's going to have to navigate the path, whether he looks for a spot early midfield or whether he just settles and, and, and hopes that um, the right lines form and he can make it into it. But look, if, if I'm going to get beat, that's probably going to be Rain of Fire whizzing past me. Mm. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm just going to simplify the last race. I like the horse on my back. I like the horse in the breeze. Universal pleasure is 28 days between runs. While that might be a query, I went through its last campaign. You know how when that winning run? Yep. 23, 24, 22 days. So I reckon Stefan's looked at that and said a little freshen up between runs, keep it fresh. That might be its best go. So um, yeah, keeping things nice and simple. I'm going to back the horse that I want to lead from start to finish. Pike in the last. I'm about $3.10. Um, yeah, $4 plus. It'll get me for a bit. Okay. I have the same two as you, just in the reverse order. I've got Universe, uh, Reign of Fire sounds swooping. Like a, sounds like a can of Coke's going up. Swooping over the top of Universal in the final strides. And I don't mind the way that Solid has has come back as well. She'll be getting back and running on as well. Watch Fanta today for a form reference. Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, I think it's I think it's between Reign of Fire getting the, getting the right, I guess, uh, pathway into the race and being ready to launch and universal pleasure depending on how much 
it how, how much pressure it has to absorb on top of the speed. So uh, those two just settle down to fight it out late with Solidazza making a run at them as well. But you ran a fire on top. The only thing I'll say about this race, just looking at the market, like our two like – What are I actually had Eolay's second favourite before it was scratched as yep. well. So I'm trying to just recalculate my market on the fly. Um, I've actually got Brooklyn Pier the same price as Rain of Fire purely on a speed map point of view. Yeah. And that it's going to be in the better spot. But let's just have a look at the horses sort of in the market. This will test you 650, like 1,200 like – it's – for me, that's – that's just considerable unders at 1,200 metres. At 1,000, that's the right price. 1,200, mm. it's closer to 20 to 1. Solid as is not going to out-sprint Rain of Fire. So it's going to need Rain of Fire to get a worse run. For yep. me, Rain of Fire's got the best form in this comfortably, you know? Yep. Um, Brooklyn Piers next, fair enough. Phone me at $9.50. Phone me's got to be a $30 chance for yep. me, you know, out the rest. The next horse, Vital Blast, is actually over the odds, I think, at 13. I'm closer to 7 8 bucks. Yeah, Vital Blast. Vital Blast was good. It's just yeah. I think it's underrated by us, yep. uh, underrated by punters, and that it might be an opportunity if you're willing to sort of go with a, a less of a named horse yep. and back that each way. At 13 three ninety, where I'm looking, that's that looks like a nice each way quote, to be honest with you. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think there's a lot of horses under the $10 mark which have to drift, basically. So interesting to see what the market does like. All right, Kenny Coke on the uh, on the line. We're going to have to review the tape from last week because mm. it was Coke's flying left, right, and centre. Nice. So uh, I think we lost track, but uh, definitely this is the line in the sand for this week's ed yep. edition of the one-one: Rain of Fire versus Universal Pleasure. Okay. I'm getting overs as well. Look oh. at the current market. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our best bets, our Maddies, and our lays of the day. And we return with our Betfair Best betting propositions on Miss Andretti Stakes Day. Over to you, Terry, Betfair Best. Uh, pass. <laughs> uh, my Betfair Best, BJ, uh, will, dearie mate, universal pleasure in the last. Cool. Race 10, universal pleasure, straight to the top, run them along. Um, I would love to know if the 28 days is by design. That's the only thing. Uh, but, yeah, we'll make that my best. Should know Stefan's your cousin. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing Dan uh, this evening as well, a belated birthday dinner. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, he's well, I was at a party, my niece's um, birthday party, and apparently of uh, his uh, Stefan's wife was here and said, oh, yeah, he said he had a chat at a few of the races on Railway Stakes. So he said you'd had a few drinks, though. <laughs> so that mustn't have been me. must have been somebody else. I was holding myself very well. What's your best, BJ? Tough bet to find a best, but I'm... Um, <laughs> this guy was my uh, was my best a few weeks ago and he, he helped us out with a nice result. I'm going to stick with a horse who I have a lot of time for, three-year-old, he's a sizzler on top. I don't mind that because in my mind you're, you're tipping a $3 pop that's a coin flip, yeah. so I actually don't mind that because you're giving yourself uh, every chance. Uh, my lay of the day, I'm going to just go a little bit more ambitious. I think this horse can win, but I also think it can miss a place at a dollar twenty. So I'm going to lay clairvoyance to run a place. Okay, okay. I'm not. This isn't me big time potting clairvoyance. It's yep. more just saying with what it's coming back from. I feel like the win price isn't as much of a risk for the punter, but the place price would be risky um, at that dollar twenty, dollar thirty mark. So, and so clairvoyance, the place where, um, yeah, consideration. Struggle to come up with a lay as well. I've struggled, struggled to come up with a best or a mad or a lay, but uh, <laughs> I've, this horse has just destroyed me first up and second up, so it can go in the uh, in the lay file for said day. Pink carrots, race four. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> you know what happens when you back one first and second up, and then you well, lay, it's three eighty. It, that's the whole why. It's under, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's undermined as well. Yeah. But I just did not want to lay a horse that I know is going to finger me after. 
Yeah, just well, you know how it goes. Pink carrots. You know how it goes. Uh, and who's your Maddie? Uh, I, again, I would have had to make one up, so we just multi my best universal pleasure. I'm going to multi it into uh, a horse that I basically tried to tell you it couldn't win on the map in trade war. <laughs> I just want to be on trade war. Sometimes yeah. you just want to be on a horse. Me too. Um, yeah, very, very likely that we're chasing down a horse too far in front of us, but uh, there aren't many more ready to win than trade war on this card. That's about 20 to 1. Good work. I, I have to fudge here. Because I couldn't find anything Peppy Jack. currently. Peppy Jack was second. <laughs> He's my oh. second in line. I just thought the price of Downforce was uh, was was big. Seventeen dollars, best available. Best thing with Downforce is it knows how to win as well. It's a winner. Yeah, uh, just loves finding. <laughs> <the point. laughs> I just thought the price was you're, off. You're, I, you're I, bang on, I'm shorter. I, yeah. I had the I had a lot shorter than that. When I flicked through, I thought seventeen dollars down. Anyway, squeeze it out to uh, Maddie territory, yeah. and you've got yourself a Maddie Downforce in race seven. Use your boost. All right, go for it. Ah, oh, dearie me, that's it, winding it up. Uh, thank you again to everyone that came last Friday, cracking day. Um, yeah, already looking forward to, to next year's edition. Well done to uh, Toby Dunn. Toby Dunn. Toby well Dunn. Dunn. Well done. Well done to Toby, Toby Dunn. Dunn. Jeez, the, the very confident and cocky Toby Dunn. Look forward to seeing how we can. I uh, know we're really in our cripper next week, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, dearie me. That's got the, that looms as like a... What price? Jeez, that looms. Who won the flag? Melbourne versus Gold Coast at the G with half of Gold Coast having COVID. Mm. Yeah, that's probably a bit harsh to Crip, isn't it? Yeah, he'll run a race. Uh, dollar 10. <laughs> dollar 10. Dollar 10. <laughs> Crip, nine bucks, two horse race. There's got to be some value there. Um, yeah, we'll try and get a. Uh, we'll get a. We'll do a guest as well. We'll do a so guest. We'll and, and don't forget your um, WA Racing wish list as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't forget your wish list. Don't forget your wish list. Give us, us something to talk about. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, EJ, until next week on the one one.